everybody. Welcome to episode 274 of Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Ashia Dumont. I'm another host, Mr. Paul Robinson, and I'm very excited today because we have a very special guest, a returning a champion, returning. you might say. Somebody agreed to come back on the show. Yeah. It's craziness. Um, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us. Again. Uh, yeah, again. <laughs> tell us who you are. Yeah. Thank you for having me back. No, I wanted to do this. That's why I was like chatting, chatting with you guys. Uh, I was like, man, I want to get back out there and start talking more about what's going on and yeah. what I'm doing and what's going on in the, the film industry in general. But uh, my name's Colin Shipley. I'm a director, uh, editor, producer. I do a little of everything, but mostly directing. And yeah, you guys had me on. Uh, when was that? A year, a couple of years ago? A couple year years ago. ago yeah. yeah. It was when uh, actually. We're still here uh, doing we were it. We're talking about like how uh, Des Malchin was like starting to get a lot of recognition. And then he's just like blown up since we've. Uh, yeah. Every time we see him, it's funny. I always think of like him connected with you. I'm like, yeah. it's like Colin and you know, like, oh, yeah. look at that. He's in something I, else. Definitely. No, that's great. I'm glad I come to mind. That's part of my uh, uh, yeah. branding strategy. Uh -huh. yeah, I, can yeah. keep, uh, <laughs> I can keep climbing, climbing the ladder here. Uh, no, but it is true. It is great. Like his career is just continuing to, you know, just do amazing things. And he's a part of so many cool projects. And since we last talked, yeah, I feel like there's always each year there's a new wave of like, What's he gonna pop in, pop up in now? Yeah. You know? Um So it's it's been great for him, and it's been, you know, everyone we know. It's like it's just cool to see him do whatever it is, whether it's a giant big studio tentpole thing that he pops up in, or something more passionate that he's working on of his own. You know, that's taken yeah. off, or his comic book. He has a comic book that he's constantly working uh -huh. on that is pretty cool. So it's like even seeing him do stuff outside the realm of the film industry. Uh, it's been pretty cool in the last couple of years, but, um, but it's funny when we last talked, I feel like COVID and 2020 stuff was the lingering, like, you know, yeah. we're all kind of waiting around, but yeah. now it's like, you know, there's still, there's always something. Now it's like the writer's strike. It's yes. like, <laughs> it's like yeah. well, when do we just get to be normal humans? And, I know. Um, you know, we're coming out hopeless. and then the next interview will be us just that, coming out the other end all beaten. And, yeah. Yeah. Know, well, I don't worse, little worse for I wear. I don't think yeah. that um, to die in a gunfight had come out yet because we would have yeah. spoken about that. Um, yes. So that that has since come out. And then we um, we got to watch like a conceptual short that you did um, that that you shared with us. So um, just so you know, if uh, <laughs> when you ask to watch that movie on wow. apple um it takes you to suicide prevention oh wow no way <laughs> like, yeah. to die in a gunfight and it was like suicide prevention. i was like just fuck it i'll just type it in yeah. i was like, like yeah. no 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 you have to say to unalive in a gunfight. yeah unalive in a gunfight <laughs> yeah, yeah. or something <laughs> like i was that's like oh god <laughs> Jeez, that's funny i didn't know that it's yeah. so hard i feel like that's how it is when i look up any of my movies it takes me to some weird yeah <laughs> It's like animals and it's like you look up animals and it's like a million kid episodes or like yeah. discovery channel type safari yeah, yeah, shows totally. and i'm like geez where's my movie yeah um but that's funny that's hilarious i'm glad to know that i guess uh, yeah <laughs> it's, it's a good thing it's it shows that the suicide stuff's working i guess right yeah, yeah. at least that that came up but i was like what is going i kept doing it i was like okay forget it this isn't gonna work i'm yeah. gonna have the police are gonna wind up at the door soon if i keep this up yes um, <laughs> so tell us what that was like because that was quite a big set um is that like yeah. the biggest set that you worked on was that like your first really big set yeah it, it was definitely my biggest project to date and mm -hmm. that's kind of yeah you're right we hadn't talked about that yet it mm -hmm. was about to come out um and especially then when a movie's coming out 
when you're fresh off of it, you're kind of like, what am I allowed to talk about? Like, you think there's parameters and really there aren't. And I can get into that. But, uh, you know, because it feels like nobody cares. Like you think like because we're so conditioned to be like, oh, Marvel movies and superhero movies. Mm -hmm. And you're not allowed. What are are the actors allowed to talk about? Uh, So it's like there's these pretend walls that are put up that it's like, what should I talk? Should I talk about the budget? And now that time's been, you know, we're removed a little from it down yeah. the road from from shooting it's like oh good now that's one of the reasons why i want to get back on here it's like cool i can kind of be a little more candid about yeah yeah things went and what went down and so yeah it was uh it is to date my biggest project thus far almost just under five million um total to to make oh, it wow. oh i, I would have thought I, it was more than that more honestly sure, yeah. <laughs> wow cool yeah. that's good to know yeah. i i almost was you know because it's kind of like asking someone their salary some people are very like oh yeah let's talk about this like and then other yeah. people like don't want to talk about the yeah. budget it depends it, yeah you know. it's like talking about your salary it's that, yeah that's like what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. some studios don't like it or whatever and so yeah. i was waiting for you to be like oh we got like 20 million for it or something like that so i was like okay like i was gonna ask like how'd you get all that money <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I wish it was that much money. Uh, it, and, and for me, like, yeah, it's that weird thing. Like, do we talk about it? But at the same time, part of why we all do all this stuff, and right. I get why people don't want to, but like for me and for us, I hope it's like, I want to like, the whole point is like to demystify how this stuff works mm-hmm. and why, like, we're always wondering like, well, how does that work? And why does that work this way? And it's like, well, I want to hear about it. You know, I want to yes. talk about it. And again, being like a few years down the road from a project, it's like, oh, I don't think I'm stepping on anyone's toes or yeah. right, you know, right. no one cares if I say this or that. Um, but yeah, it was only, it was actually like 4.5 million um, total, maybe a little over that. But it was originally supposed to be like a 10, maybe even $12 million mm-hmm. project. Yeah. Um, and it got cut in half like multiple times. Yeah. Uh, and like literally like five weeks before shooting it was kind of cut in half one final time and oh sweet kind of like a, yeah that was an intense kind of blow of like how do we adjust uh and there's a million things i probably would have done differently now that i've done it you know mm-hmm. that, oh, now that course, i know how yeah. it works but it's like i guess you never know when something's gonna be you know it's that thing of like well do you want to make the movie or not it's like yeah you know it's like well yeah i even if it got cut to two hundred thousand, i'd still figure out how to make it right yeah, yeah right yeah. Well, you don't want to tell them that. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Cannot do this for less than 20 million. (laughs) Right, right. That's the game like you're playing with them and and with yourself. It's like, we all know we want to do it. And that's what's unfortunately why so many, we're all taken advantage of in so many ways, the artists in creative situations, because everyone deep down knows like, well, you do anything. We know you did anything to be here, like uh, to make this work. So, you know, you're going to take a pay cut or you're going to take a, the budget cut or whatever it is and you're going to make it work i think what we need to do to arm ourselves with information when that stuff happens or with techniques to get over hurdles is like if people are going to do that to you which i'm learning now after three movies that happens every single time in so many different forms Mm -hmm. that it's like you have to learn to stop caring then about making whatever choice you need to make creatively to make the movie good Mm -hmm. right um and i think that's what i unfortunately wasn't equipped with on gunfight is like okay when these decisions are made above your head like it's just got to be this we're going to cut the budget in half or whatever it is then like okay then i'm gonna turn this giant club scene that's supposed to have five thousand extras in it to a little dive bar that makes more sense for like it can still be awesome but we can manageably shoot it uh and those are the decisions like in the back of my head throughout i would be thinking about i'd be like 
man, I wish we could just turn this club scene into like a cool, weird dive bar, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't speak up and make that happen. Well, I think everyone would have maybe agreed like, you know what? We should maybe do that. And then that way you only have 10 extras and mm -hmm. it's yeah. a cool setting instead of pretending that you have a giant budget and making yeah. a John Wick film club yeah, yeah. scene or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting balance, right, of of the technical and logistic side and then the creative side, right? And so mm -hmm. um, it's really tough to balance those because you have a lot of people that are just artists and they just want to create stuff and whatever, and they yeah. want to blind themselves to that whole that whole side of it. But at the same time, I think like it's so important to kind of put that hat on once in a while and and see if if hey maybe it would be better if we scaled this part down and um or or scaled it up and i don't know I, I feel like those restrictions a lot of times um bring out the creativity in you and you figure it out because you know you, you you come up making films for nothing and so mm -hmm. you know uh trying to write your way out of a uh technical situation would be the same way of writing yourself out of a limitation you would have because you just didn't have the money when you're starting out so i think um those types of situations are really geared when you come up like we have it's you're really kind of ready for that i guess more so yeah. than maybe traditionally coming out of school where you're used to having what whatever it is that you need mm -hmm. not that i'm yeah. saying either path is the correct path but i've noticed that yeah yeah i totally agree like there's no wrong path for it it's just a matter of like still it always just comes down to like how do you adapt and how do you mm -hmm. you know and and i feel like experience and like just getting out there and doing it on any size that's the only way you learn like to anticipate like what kind of things you need to adapt to uh mm -hmm. and that's been the hard part too is like every project it's the whole like with more money comes more problems like yeah. it never gets it's like well now you just have a whole nother uh can of worms mm -hmm. because you have more money it's like man if we just didn't it's like you want to get rid of a lot of it because you're like it's all going to waste and it's all going to some giant you know yeah. row of trailers outside which like i guess yeah we need it i get it but like how about we just don't do that and get yeah. rid of half these people here and just, you know, then we have more time to shoot the scene, which yeah. is why we're all here anyways. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that because I think you're like probably the the only person that um that I that feels very similarly to the way that I feel. You know, I I've not had the the pleasure of of working on a set where there would be trailers. You know, uh, uh -huh. I've been on very small stuff, but you know, if somebody said to me like, look. We can get you in this film. We have to live in a trailer to be able to afford that. <laughs> we can get you in this film, but we can't afford for you to have a trailer. Like, if I like the script, I'll be like, all right, whatever. Like, I don't yeah. need that. You know, I don't care. Yeah. That that doesn't matter. It's sort of, it's sort of become this Are you expected... pitching yourself to him for the next shoot? He's yeah, like, I was like, <laughs> it's, it's working because it's like, <laughs> if you trailers, then that's the cast I want to work with. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's just because of the way that we're used to working. It's like, I think those things are very nice and they're they're lovely and all that stuff. But, sure. um, you know, I, I, I wonder if there's also that sort of double-edged sword, too, where you go, you know, first of all, I, I would not have thought of the, the location to have been a dive bar. It didn't come across that way because there's like, cool. okay, well, if we don't have that location, can we trick this to make it look like it's bigger than it actually is? And yes. it also wasn't the focus of the scene. So as right. being right. in the audience, you're paying attention to the fact that they're seeing, they're making eye contact for that first time. That's sure. the focus. And then what's happening in the room uh, with, with Fimmel's character, like is the focus because he's so over the top, right? So you're like not yeah. going, well, this scene would have been perfect 
had they just yeah. been in a bigger club. You know, it's like, sure. yeah, sure. Um, but as cool as that may be, though, you know, it's sort of it's topsy turvy, right? Because you don't want production going like, well, just chop stuff down. That's fine because you still have a vision, right? And and you know, you're yeah. working with the the writers, and you want to bring that to light as best you can. But what is it bringing the scene? Is this really that important to fight? for that versus fighting for like say an actor you really want or having the production say like oh we don't want that person like look i cut the club down (laughs) i cut all this down but i want this person uh so let's make that happen you know and if if that person can bring more to the scene then it's a win-win kind of in a way sure yeah it's kind of like choosing your battles i guess yeah yeah totally which hill do i want to die on Mm -hmm. uh because i feel like it needs to happen and then you hope like i hope that i made the right decision to die on that hill yeah Yeah. but you're so right that's what i think for me it's just a matter of like i know in retrospect again you wouldn't know this like the hard part is you don't know it in the moment you do but you don't it's like for like that's you're absolutely right about like the intention of the scene. What what is the point? And if we got that point across of, for the story beats and for the character beats, then that's a win in so many ways. But for me, it's like when I think of those days of filming, it's like man, we had like one day to do that entire Travis Fimmel scene where they meet and have that whole eight page dialogue. That should have been like three days worth of filming mm, if we were yeah. lucky, you know. Uh, even two days to make sure you get it. And I feel like I don't even remember. It's like a blur of just, just get it. Just get a take. It doesn't matter. Okay, next take. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And I'll figure it out later. It's the whole, I'll figure it out in post. When I would rather have been like, well, if we hadn't wasted so much money or time doing this, that, and this, I'd rather have spent that on two proper days to get the right shots that yeah. I wanted. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I abandoned my shot list. I abandoned my, like what I needed in those beats. Cause it's just like, we have so many pages. Yeah. Uh, and again there's other factors like that day i don't have to get into it in detail but like that day our Please lead do. actor <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not yeah i guess that's why we're here you're right uh uh to get into it but our lead actor diego for whatever reason again that was our biggest day of like dialogue mm-hmm. it was like literally eight pages to do in one day which i was like how did that happen and how did that i even overlooked that somehow or thought you know at one point clearly that that would be okay we'll make it work sort of thing mm-hmm. um and on the day, on top of that, about two hours in, I was like, wow, everything's going really smooth. We're going to like get this. This Jinx. is going to work. Yeah, uh, yeah thanks. Uh, suddenly, like the AD comes up to me and is like, Diego's got to leave. Like, we got to wrap him out. Because, and I was like, wait, what? This is like the biggest day of dialogue between these three characters. Why would we schedule him that he has to leave? And she was like, oh, he's got to get on a plane to go do some like, uh, he had like some commercial ad thing for some product that he had to do somewhere. And he had to get on a plane that day. And they're like, well, I was like, I thought that was tomorrow. Like, well, it's tomorrow, but he needs to leave today to get to it tomorrow. Oh, God. Like, Why would that ever have been scheduled that way? Right. Sort of. yeah. And so like we had to like, luckily Travis was cool about it. You know, he had to like act opposite. It ended up being our writer, Andrew, uh, putting on Diego's outfit at, to be over the shoulder. Oh. Stuff like that where you're like, so like you kind of like two hours into a, like a 14 hour day. And you you don't even have your main actor acting opposite your so you're like and me as the director just sitting there watching every take almost feel like falling apart going like I don't even care like is this movie a movie anymore like what's happening <laughs> yeah. right now uh, and trying to hold it together being and thinking like again if we would have scheduled this accordingly or if we would have right. made it that dive bar or made yeah. it something else like I would have figured this out and this wouldn't we wouldn't be in this situation yeah. well this 
agreed the scheduling should have been sorted out but had you not said that i would have at no point was i like that's a different actor and we do that we often watch things we're like that's there that you could see the boom like the boom just those annoying filmmakers that watch and be like all right on the on the reverse their hand was up and then when they cut back the hand was down down. yeah Yeah. i'm huge about things in cups like i hate when people carry empty coffee cups and like you could see how light that cup is can we just put like rocks in it right right yeah anything like they take a drink and they start talking so quick. I'm like, you clearly didn't swallow it. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, in there, like to yeah. just like, to, like that, like you know, pretending to drink things, you know. And it's like, oh, yeah, that yeah. makes me nuts. But I, I was, and and that that speaks for for um, you know, Travis Fimmel as an actor, right? Because you're yeah. engaged in the in yeah, the like performance, him. like he's you should actor. be. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's a he's a great actor, and so I'm not going like. Does this person's hairline look slightly different than the lead's yeah. hairline? I was like, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And thank you for saying that. And and you're right. It does like Travis was a great team player the whole time. Like he's a wild card for sure. Like he's one of those actors where you're like, where's Travis? Oh, he's talking to some random guy <laughs> who stumbled upon set or, or, or he's like taking a nap, like literally right behind me. And no one even knew he was laying there. Right? Like, <laughs> we're looking for him in his trailer or whatever. But so I mean that in all the best possible ways. He's like a wild card. But at the same time, his professionalism, like when he sh- when he would get there, when he would start, anytime I had to be like those awkward moments when you go up to an actor and you're like, okay, like I know we said we we're going to do this, but you get like one take or you like if you mm-hmm. can you nail this in two takes because we got to move and you can kind of see the heartbreak in their face. But then they also like are like pull it together and see it yeah, as a challenge. A challenge like, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, like watch me do this. And then you go whoa that's why you need to be like in more stuff or why you're killing it right now or why whatever uh why we have you in this movie um and it's like days like that he he just i don't even think he questioned it he just he just did what he needed to do to get it done Mm -hmm. i just know from my point of view it's like we could have done so much more if we had but again that's coulda woulda shoulda yeah yeah as you guys know like you show everything you plan you show up and then you know it's always like just something's a little different. It's like, I think it's because we're trying to simulate either real life or some scenario that's so, we, you realize it's a lot harder to mm-hmm. simulate all the pieces yeah. uh, and have them come together at once. But um, it's just funny when like nearly every day it feels like you're you're more than compromising. You're just like, what could go, like could possibly yeah. go wrong now? Like just barely holding everything together with duct tape to the finish yeah. line, you know? That's how it is. I mean, I probably talked about this before. Have you guys seen that meme? Not to reference a meme, but like, I think it's a meme that says like someone, it's like a name, like something restaurant and the lights are all out. Like little light, some of the different letters are all, are the, the mm-hmm. lights are out. Mm-hmm. So it coincidentally spells restaurant, but the actual word restaurant is not all lit up. It's just certain pieces of the name mixed mm-hmm. with the word restaurant still spell restaurant mm-hmm. somehow. And it's like, this is what filmmaking is like. You <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get it. But yeah. like it, it comes together at the end, but not anywhere how it's supposed to be. Like yeah. it's just it's just a miracle that it even. But kind that's of such a, an important representation of what it is to make uh, low budget and micro budget and whatever you have, you know. Because I mean, mm-hmm. these these issues happen on bigger sets, but you also have more pull and things like that, and so yeah. you know you can go different ways with it. But um, I think there's this very like romanticized version of like what film is, and people assume that film is. But yeah. when you're working on budgets. And when you're working your way into a into a business to become more known and get your name out there, it's a lot of uh, there's a lot of hurdles that you have to jump. I mean, you know, we 
our last film, we only had a $6,000 budget, which is going to, it has its own, you know, issues. I mean, but we're the boss, I guess, and we don't have anyone else to answer to and we can do whatever we want. But then also every problem is our problem. So we can't put that on somebody else. And I feel like the budget thing, it's like the problems you have on a $6,000 set are going to be the same problems you have on a $6 million set. It's smaller scale. You know, those problems scale up as well yeah. as everything yep. else does you know and so um sometimes you just have more stuff at your disposal to solve those problems and sometimes you don't sometimes you got to throw an outfit on your writer you know yeah. what i mean so and <laughs> so like yeah. you know and 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 it's so for people like us it's so refreshing to hear that sort of and we've heard we've talked to uh, a lot of directors and dps and all this sort of stuff on varying levels of mm-hmm. of of budgets and all yeah. that stuff happens, you know. You could be like a thirty million dollar movie, and you need to duct tape something over there to hold it up, you know. And yeah. it's like you'd think, like, oh, on that type of budget, would you have the? Pro-? But no, like, and it's that ingenuity, in my opinion, that really is is what's going to help the film industry continue on where it is. Because right now, it's like budgets are tightening. We have strikes going on. It's like kind yeah. of a a bit of a mess right now. And um, you know, I was just reading. I was telling her I was just reading a, an article about the film that's going to come out called The Creator, the Gareth Edwards film. Yeah, sure. And so he made that film for like $70 million, which is obviously a ton of money. But yeah. if you look at it from the perspective of Star Wars or Marvel, that movie would have cost easily $200 million. And so yeah. his whole, it was an interview with him, and his whole thing was like that he wanted to get these films, these sci-fi films to a place where, you know, on a day when you have special effects and green screens and people on pulleys and fight scenes you have 300 people but when there's a conversation with two people in a room you don't need all those 300 people as well and i and my 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 takeaway from the article was that that's what happens right you know you have these and i don't want to see people lose jobs obviously but when you're talking about budgets you don't need the same uh you don't need that same level of crew and and whatever on a day when it's just like an interior conversation that you do when it's a big exterior battle scene and so i feel like i I feel like it really needs to kind of bring more opportunity in a way right because if you go like look we can make this movie for 30 million dollars which would have normally been 90 million dollars those crew members are going like, well, I'm not on this set as long as I normally would be, but now there's nice. more films to work on. So yeah, I'll just sure. work on that other set. You're, you are creating that opportunity yeah. versus like, well, I'm stuck on this set for the next four months. That's all I can do. It's like, right. well, I'm only on this set for two months. And then we there's another movie that's being made because there's more of that opportunity. I mean, that was what little experience I had on, I don't know, it was maybe a, a $70,000 set. I mean, the first thing I thought was like, why are all these people here? Like, there's so many people here and nobody's doing anything. Like, yeah, they're all just all sitting around. Like, yeah. like, and we're still behind. We have all these people. We're still, like, four hours behind on schedule. Yes. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. This feels like a huge waste of money going into the whole, like, trailer thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, those things are nice, but it's like, if we can, if we could bang this out and get a great film, like, where's the nearest motel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll hang out there. Let me know. I'll just come back when you need me. I mean, yeah. it, it, you know... Having, I think that, you know, we've kind of just, like I said, just romanticized, like there must be trailers, there must be a crafts table that has $900 worth of candy on it. Like, no, right. we don't need $400 <laughs> bowls of M&Ms. We, that's yeah. nice. It's nice that yeah. we have like a You'd Viennese a table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that would be, I mean, because, you know, 
we have to I am craft services usually on our own sets. And I yeah. this last one we did, we had the money to send my PA out to get food. But I still had to organize all that. What restaurants are ordering from? I had to take everybody's order prior because I didn't want on set to be like, what do you want? Yeah, um, you don't want to waste that time. What do they have? No, I made everybody look at the menu ahead and go on this day. What do you want on this day? What do you want? And on this day, what do you want? Brilliant. I gave it to I'm, my PA. I'm like, order this for every every person. That's their order. But prior to that, I had like a snack table out for people because, you don't, you know, people want to graze on stuff. But I was like, all right, I'm not putting out two hundred dollars worth of crap because people eat because it's there. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I was like, it, all right, we're going to put some things out, but yeah. it doesn't have to be ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. And if you think of other world jobs, it's not like I go to a nine to five somewhere or someone goes, you know, I'm sure some places have, again, right. somewhere you can get some snacks, but usually like you're kind of responsible for your own. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you, like you don't just go like, where's the big snack room stock full yeah. of everything. We're I not working at Pixar over here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and I've always thought that was odd that like money is wasted in the wrong. And I get it. You want your people to be somewhat comfortable and know they're appreciated, mm -hmm. but there still is a balance where it's like, why is everyone expect like there's been so many years of how like the way like how you said like a big a, a movie that's done for 200 million it's like okay that's cool but yeah most of the time they're standing around so why don't we like we all are noticing that so why can't we make changes where how about they're all the when you need that giant crew for that one day of stunts and explosions mm -hmm. you have them for that one day or one week of stunts and explosions yeah. and then they're gone and like you said i've never thought of it that way they could be done instead of working for four months on that giant movie they spend their one month and then they can go do four other movies because yeah. they spend another month on another movie and another yeah. month and then you know they're doing that while we're directing yeah the scene in the diner where there's only two actors and you don't need it's a, it can be a skeleton crew right um so yeah you're so right like i think like i don't know if it's just because we have better technology or our generations you know the generations uh, us and below are we're all like in in all fields we're all recognizing all the weird inconsistencies of why is this like this is yeah. it just because it is it's just the tradition how about we don't do that yeah uh and it's like that's how i want to do it that's how that's why i respect gareth edwards actually as a director it seems like i mean i'm sure doing rogue one was a, a huge challenge in godzilla yeah. like mm -hmm. and he came from that indie world of just doing it all himself and it's like yeah being able to figure out how to convince people to be like let's spend all the money for the climax in one and for that week, but like yeah. the rest of the week, trust that we only need, you know, a third of that same crew because they don't yeah. need to be here for that. Yeah. And I feel like too, I mean, I have a whole diatribe I go on when I talk about visual effects and films and how much money is wasted there because people don't have any vision or direction of what they want and changes. Cause I kind of work ancillary to that world, you know? So I've, I kind of have a taste of that thing and yeah, so much money is wasted just there. Like, of producers changing things last minute and not knowing what they want and having and then and then also you have you know you know you had the whole life of pie thing and you have all of these um uh production houses that are working on razor thin margins because yeah. they don't know what they need to do and they're mm -hmm. just quoting stuff and they have no so it's it's a whole mess and so I know like the visual effects were you know some of the people from Marvel were starting a union you know starting to unionize oh, wow. visual effects which I, which I think would help possibly curtail a lot of that sure i don't want to say behavior but a lot of that those incidents from happening you know because it's sure. there's just so much money wasted and i feel like if they were able to wrangle it in a in a uh, a logical way 
so many so many more films can be made you know films can be much more profitable um and because i've you know as we all see like you know the the people going to the theaters is is dipped down a bit and you know all that stuff so i feel like yeah i don't know but i think even with like the it's kind of ironic that the issue that you have when it comes to effects and graphics and then um that you have on set is that it all comes down to scheduling yeah, like yeah, it's a lot just of like it's well, most I of mean, it's like lack of direction. People just like sched, you know. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Also, it's like hey, from the studio, not necessarily the director. Yeah, saying yeah, like, sure. hey, what is it that we want, and let's figure this out ahead of time so that yes. we can give that effects house the time to do a really good job. When we, you know, we go when we watch a Marvel movie, and I'm like, these effects are horrible. Like, what is? Yeah. I mean, I know these people have money, and I and, and I don't the, and blame. The people are talented, but yeah, you know, I, they I, have like literally absolutely. like there's shots in like Ant Man and all these Marvel films that they have like a week to work on them. Yeah, it's and not it's because they spent a month working on something, and then somebody, some producer didn't like it. They changed their line <laughs> yeah. the last minute, so then they only have a week to do it. When if they had that whole time, it would have been amazing. And so yeah. I don't even want to get started going down that rabbit hole. Like, it is. I get it really like passionate about it. But, sure. no, but it's Which the same thing on set, like you were saying, with the schedule, right? Like, why would we schedule all this dialogue in a day that we're going to lose an actor? Like, that's so crazy. Um, it's like the same thing with everything else. You know, you go on a set and it's like, we just spent three hours on different outfits. I've just been put in three different outfits because yeah. I'm going to... And then they're like, well, we don't have time to film the other two scenes. It's like, so then we just wasted three hours this morning right. on wardrobe that we're not even going to film now. I mean, I don't care. I'm making the same shitty money either way. <laughs> like, yeah, But true. I'm just like, this is... Now I'm not going home until close to midnight. Uh, yep. The light. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have, you know, and it's like, oh God, you know, now, now everybody's exhausted because we've yeah. wasted and that's just the first that, that was just on wardrobe then we wasted time on exactly. this other thing and i'm like oh my god we could have probably shot this in seven hours but it took yeah. 14 because nobody knew what the hell was going on and yeah. i mean we see that here all the time like when there's even on like backstage when i go on backstage i'm always i am baffled by people going like all right we need 45 extras for tomorrow i'm like tomorrow yeah what do you mean tomorrow like what yeah. if you don't get 40 and you're gonna get 12 extras or like how was this not like i get especially with background acting and stuff like that you can't get people months in advance you know you of can't course. expect but it's like this should have at least been done two or three weeks ago that we're like okay we Absolutely. locked down the extras we may lose a couple people or you know that we may drop but let's make sure we have this done instead of like forecasting for all this stuff we film in three days i'm like Film in three days. You don't have a lead yet. <laughs> I mean, and that that really sucks for the actor. Now you know it's like oh, the yeah. actor only has like a couple days Not or weeks to memorize. They can't give a great performance because they didn't have enough time to. Really? And then that gets reflected. People are like that actor's terrible. It's like, well, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. they didn't Let's have time to actually to give you. Yeah, right. and and no one ever goes like, I wonder if the production was a nightmare here. They just go, this director sucks or these actors suck, yes. and that's it. Absolutely. It, you're so right. It's like we, we're so quick. Even We all do this. We're so quick to be like, yeah, that, those special effects are horrible. And then if you don't, you know, some people just say that and they move on with their life, I guess. But people like us, we have to like analyze everything and kind of want to know why things mm-hmm. go wrong. And it's like, you're right. It's like, well, let's hold on. That doesn't mean, if anything, it shows that those VFX people are more talented because they somehow got even that done in right. a week. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, how'd they even do that if you were really to break it down? But at the same time, we just walk away with like, wow, that looked like a horrible, weird video game instead of a realistic, mm-hmm. compelling yeah. movie that where the effects service the story. And uh, 
it's it's true. It's it always kind of comes back to like what can we do in preparation, you know, so that when on the day of when things do go wrong, like you're you're ready to to adapt accordingly, and it's not that big of a deal. Uh, it's kind of like again, I probably maybe I mentioned this last time, or I always try to mention it. It's like it reminds me of like a wedding or something. It's like you're doing you plan a wedding for like a year, and mm-hmm. it, just for that one day that for one everything day. to come together, and and. It's almost like you forget, like, well, what's the point of the wedding? Well, the wedding right. is to marry these people and have a celebration and have a good time. But everyone's caught up on all the little things. Uh, but it, it'll go better if you know, you know, if you're if if a week out, you're not still trying to figure out what color the the ties are for the groomsmen. Mm-hmm. It's like you have all that stuff usually planned out so far in advance to the day if you can. Uh, uh, like, we need this cake. That ha- cake has to be you know, bought and purchased and in being made, you know, a certain amount of time beforehand. Um, and it's like, I feel like for some reason, so many of those things just go out the window or I know a lot of it is just a, a lack of time. And like, maybe you got the money and then like you're shooting in four weeks. How do you like for me, example, for, for example, on dying a gunfight, like, like I said, we it got cut in half. Our like prep time got cut in half with when the budget got cut. in mm. half. So it went from like, Oh, we maybe have like eight weeks to prep to like four weeks to prep. And mm-hmm. suddenly you're making decisions that are like, wow, if we needed more time to figure that out, but I guess that's what we're doing. And you're like, yeah. did we make this right decision? I don't know. It's such um, a weird thing, right? Because it's like you, you have to want and I, I don't want to sit here and bash Hollywood because we all yeah. are kind of in that thing, but it's like you have to wonder like at what point were they like, All right, here, you can make this movie for X amount of money, and then like a month later, a month later they're like no, no, you only get this much. And it's like, what were the steps that got to that? You know, yeah. like I would be like thinking about so that. It seems so counterproductive. Because it seems arbitrary almost. Yeah. You know, because it's like clear. Well, you obviously you have the money. And if we were to, if I knew from the very beginning that was our budget, I could approach it differently and that sort of yeah. thing. And so it's very kind of interesting when you're, when you, when you work on that, on that level. And I'm, I'm kind of curious as to, you know, you've worked with a lot of, um, famous people i guess for lack of a better word or like bigger sure. bigger you know bigger names and stuff and like do you remember like the first time that you had to give somebody a note or or maybe it was even a dp that you worked with that was someone yep. that you you know whatever um and that you had to give them a note or or direction or something and you may have been like a little bit nervous about it because you're like this person is clearly more experienced than even me at yeah. being in films and and I'm I'm always curious about that. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I mean, I'm always very aware of those moments. Even just going into the meetings when you're they're not initially like cast yet and they're like, wow, they're taking a meeting? Like I didn't even think they would do that. Like <laughs> or something. It's like, wow, I'm Zoom call. Like, cause for Dying a Gunfight, especially, we I had an opportunity, I kind of forget to meet so many people that didn't ultimately agree to do the movie, or they did. And then scheduling changed, and I went like to the IMDb point. to look at all those stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, exactly. That's where all the details are of those those fun. They're like little. Olivia Munn was in at one point, and then yeah, you know, and a she, bunch she of was up until like two weeks out. Like Olivia. Oh Munn was really? Yeah. And then I think like she had been attached the longest to the point where I think her team was like, "Oh wait, you guys are making this movie? Oops!" And oh. someone again like dropped the ball and Zac Efron was attached at one point. I think that yeah, he was on before me actually early on. Um, but Helen Hunt was, I was like in full conversations with Helen Hunt for like months uh, wow. for her character. And for whatever reason, again, scheduling. Yeah, like it's usually, it's like 90% of the time it's always scheduling. Yeah, I know. It, exactly. And I get that. Like that makes sense. And I think one of the hardest things about independent film right now is that 
No one wants to commit, even kind of like these, again, I hate ranking people based on their worth and stuff, but that's what the conversations always come down to is like, this person's worth more than this person. And yeah. to me, those conversations kill me because I'm like, I understand why back in the day that was like, you got Jack Nicholson in your movie. Great. Mm. Your movie's going to be huge. Yep. Now it's like not the case. So like, think, yeah, I agree. There's no such thing as movie star. I think the last of the movie stars are like the last you know, it's like Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio and those guys, they're like kind of maybe like Margot Robbie and stuff like they're like the kind of last movie stars and everyone else is like, we're still having these old fashioned conversations at the beginning. That's why I met with so many of those people, because it's like, if we get this person, you get this much budget. If you get this person, you we're only going to have this yeah. much. Like, like yeah. they, they, it's this catch 22. It's like, well, how do we know? They won't agree to do the movie unless we have the money in the bank. We don't have the money in the bank unless they agree to the movie. So it's like, you kind of have to lie. You don't lie, but you kind of like, you play that And if you keep chopping weird. the budget, like how are yes. we supposed to ever really yeah. plan for that? Exactly. And that's when we cut the budget in half last minute, because Lisa Kudrow was supposed to be one of the moms, like a oh. lot of great oh. people. And, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they did and, great, like, but you know, it's Phoebe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And of course, I'm happy with who we, how, it, you know, you're just, you, you're just happy that the movie gets made. But like when the budget was cut in half right at the end, it's like, well, now we're using all local which a lot of the great toronto talent of course and yeah. i'm happy with who we had but it's like it's just funny how the movie changes so quickly and it's yeah. like wow we spent like literally three years casting these names so that we get the money and then last minute we don't even use any of those names anyway so it's yeah. like right. what was the point of it like then why did we waste so much time so it's like it's this weird like kind of like dance back and forth for years where you're like i mean the cool part i guess if i try to the positive spin is yeah i get to have some meetings with a lot of these people mm -hmm. uh but it's like i think i know half of those meetings are in vain because it's not they're not even going to be in the movie and it's like yeah. so now that i know that stuff i'm like going into this stuff i will i know this sounds terrible but like if a producer's like we want so-and-so instead of being like oh i don't think they're right for the part or i literally like great <laughs> get them because like they're going to back out anyways and i'm still going to get the money but like yeah. in order for them to for you to give us the money uh, you you want them attached? Cool. And then last minute we recast them anyway. So yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. sounds sneaky, but it's just like I'm tired of playing the game. So I'm like I like I, I'm so tired of fighting against the game that I'm, I'd rather just play the game. I guess. Yeah. Right. I'd rather play yeah. the game and be like, cool, knowing that if it works out, great. It, but it won't work out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that sounds so bizarre and almost like I don't know if it's a really pessimistic way to look at it. But no, like, I don't think so. But I, I, I think totally it's just like that. it's it, and again, it goes to what 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 fight what hill are you going to die on? Right. Are you going to yeah. die on the hill of like trying to fight this producer for this actor that they want that you may feel isn't right or vice versa? Um, yeah. And uh, when ultimately it may not even work out anyway. And now you've just been, you know, a, a problem, you know, annoying for the producer yes. and stuff. And so they're yes. taking their little notes. They're like yeah. argued about this, argued yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah. And, and, and that's like, what you're doing. And, yeah. and so, again, I think that's why casting is my least favorite aspect of filmmaking, because you spend all the prep where what we're talking about, where you should be prepping all the right things like to get to like so that you're prepared, that, so that you know the, these visual effect shots will be this and we want this to be a stunt. We want this to be at this location. So let's get on that and get that locked in months in advance. Instead, we're all always just talking about the cast and whether or not the movie's going or not because of so and so taking a Netflix show that, you know, interferes mm. with what we're doing. And that's why the scheduling stuff comes up. And I get it. Like a lot of times I think what I was saying, and to get back to your original question of talking, I know I go, <laughs> we do here. the same, but you know, when you're, when you're going up to one of these actors and being like, okay, well, they're so much more experienced to me. You kind of just like, 
what you have to look at it almost as like, well, they're not more more knowledgeable of this material. Yeah. Like mm, yeah. you hopefully have in terms of this story and this material, you hope you have their trust and like, yeah, they're gonna give their wisdom and I'm happy to bend over backwards for them to once they say like, you know, this is maybe how it could be done or should be done because I have this wisdom that I'm bringing to it. But as long as you're like, you know, you have that trust from them that they see that you know this world, this script, yeah. this story, and they're coming to that. Yeah, um, that it's so collaborative. Think, yeah, yeah. I think, and most of them are professional enough. At least the ones I've worked with. Yeah, I've yeah. never had any of those weird issues where they're so off base. I think that like, I think it's a bit. I mean, there certainly are people that are probably like you know really difficult to work with or whatever. But I feel like sure. for the most part, actors understand their role in the story and their yeah. role on the set and stuff. And not that they should just be like, you know, they shouldn't just be like doing exactly what you say. I, I think it's really healthy and important for actors to question things and to bring up other points of view and stuff. Cause we're all here making this thing collectively. But I think at the end of the day, the, the actor 98% of the time just wants to do right by the story. And yeah. that they, if they're on the set, chances are they, they trust you as a director anyway and so regardless if it's if it's if it's helen hunt or if it's some sag actor that just got their card i think yeah. you, you deliver that note the same way um you know with respect yeah. and and with an explanation and, and all that sort of stuff and so i feel like yeah i love asking that question because it's like it's it's so interesting to see like it humanizes a lot of these people that we tend to like put up on a pedestal um like we do with a lot of actors and they're just you know it's just another incident of them just being a person and just doing yeah. their craft you know yeah absolutely and they usually are like I've, i was grateful that especially with such an ensemble bigger cast mm. on yeah. dying to gunfight usually i'm used to having just two people in a room talking to each other <laughs> yeah you know i'm not gonna lie i i do like that a lot i, I miss <laughs> the days of just I, I i i would welcome the opportunity to just have those really? uh more oh, of those scenes where it's just two people <laughs> because the more you have the more again like the it's just an accident it's like when you have a bunch of people in a room and there's different personalities like yeah. someone's got to be the class clown someone's got to be the one who's almost just bringing things up just to hear, have their voice heard some mm -hmm. yeah, yeah it suddenly isn't just like three of you working something out together it's suddenly like this weird uh it's like are we all on the same page yeah. here how do you keep everyone on the same it page becomes like and a like, school trip yeah. yeah, it does. It feels like the difference of like when you're in the a classroom with your students versus in your teacher versus uh, uh, some field trip where you're yeah. all like, why is everyone suddenly acting different? Why is it all yeah. like chaos all yeah. of a sudden? Yeah. Um, and and but again, usually you're working with professionals, so everyone knows like how to reel it in at the end of the day and just get the stuff done and get yeah. it get yeah. it shot. But like uh, at the same time, like I could see like when having I can't even imagine having a difficult really difficult actor where the whole stories we've heard of where they're yeah. they don't come out of their trailer or they don't like it's like yeah. I don't even know. or you have two actors that can't stand one another and it's yes. like we gotta go through the whole set like this. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it's like you gotta film each other they're, they're we're doing the thing where you're grabbing the writer and mm. putting the wardrobe on them so that the actor doesn't have to be in the same room as right. the other yeah. or something like i'm hoping those days are over because again i think we're all a little more you know aware of just the politic we're i think we're better at least with to me that's a form of bullying and like yeah you know like i think that the 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 amount of you know because information is everywhere now and i think that that has 
as annoying as it is, it, do, it has added a level of accountability to a lot of people where yes. like if you're acting like a fool on set, some PA is going to record you or some grip is going to yes. record you doing it. And so David will rustle you. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yes, yeah. Exactly. You're going to be David will wrestle or Christian Bale, even though. Yeah. I, so by being know, David will wrestle, does that mean you get to be an asshole and continue to work? And continue yeah. to work. Yeah. And then yeah, be considered yeah. a genius yeah. because you're passionate. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's just a passionate genius. He's Let a him passionate know. genius. Uh, um, I'm, I'm actually curious of um what are some of the some of the things that you learned you know working on smaller sets that you were able to bring to bigger sets that were to, able to make it a little bit more um productive and and that in the spirit of what we're talking about like what are some things that you were able to kind of like be like no we should totally do it like this because it's going to make so much more sense and able to kind of cut through all of that um annoying yeah. red tape i guess i think it's like being able to explain that, um, one, everyone understands and I think appreciates for some reason when you're like, we're just going to, at least in the producers, especially when you're like, I think we can do this uh, at the end of the shoot with a little skeleton crew. You know, let's just go off with a little skeleton crew. And and that and everyone's like, oh, great. Yeah, that'll save money. People are tired by then. So you can tell like, oh, you don't need me for that. Great. You yeah. guys go do it. Like people have that. It's like if you can somehow apply that throughout the whole thing ahead of time, like uh it's it's exactly what we're talking about with you know the the day or the week that you want all the special effects and all the fancy stuff you have everyone come out but for me it was just yeah watching other when i was like coordinating movies way back really small indie movies seeing the days and how fun the days were when it'd be like oh the, on a saturday you know maybe monday through friday we're going crazy and we have the trailer and everyone's there and it's stressful. And I remember just looking at those days and being like, these days are a mess. Like, mm -hmm. are they even getting the stuff done? And then they're, then like a, on a Saturday, they'd be like, oh, we're doing that scene at sunset and we only need like the five people and the two actors and they agreed and we're going to go do it. And me being like, oh, I have to be there for that. Okay, fine. And going there and be like, that ended up being the most fun and the most productive. And everyone was like happy. And the whole thing of like when you go into work on a Saturday or something, mm -hmm. it feels different and everyone yeah. acts a little different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Or whatever it is, like you have something to do on a Saturday versus a Tuesday. For whatever reason, the, the 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 mindset is different. It's the same feeling of like, you know, when I would watch those things unfold and be like, man, when we did that little skeleton crew, so it went so well. So it's like I wanted to apply that stuff as much as I could. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like I did it in a way to trick people, like, like night shoots, like they're always tiring and people are more willing to be like, kind of go vanish for some reason. Like they'll mm -hmm. go sit somewhere and you're like, Oh, good. They're out of the way. Let's, uh, <laughs> you know, now we can actually like shoot this and no one even cares that we're shooting this because mm -hmm. it's like for some reason it's a night shoot and everyone's acting differently than when we're shooting, doing yeah. the day stuff. I don't yeah. know why, but it's because they're all like, it's like we're hanging out on a school night. Yeah, it feels exactly. It feels like everyone's hanging out on school night. So like there's a different attitude. So it's like finding those moments and harnessing it, trying to harness it at least through, throughout the whole thing as much as you can. Like give that it's like that's how I want the whole movie to feel like when we're do the 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 skeleton crew stuff it's like even if everyone is there like can we at least have that attitude and trying to bring that yeah. to it mm. yeah how long did the film take um we shot for 23 days so like animals cool. was a 23 day shoot all creatures was a 19 day shoot oh. and then gunfight was again 23 and gunfight was supposed to be whatever's five more days maybe 30 days i mm -hmm. guess uh and when it got cut in half we cut a whole week out mm -hmm. that's why a lot of those days like that day with the eight pages became a day and it mm -hmm. was originally like i think it was originally like two and a half days and 
you know, there was a car chase type thing that was supposed to happen, like a mini, not a car chase, but something like yeah, more yeah. than what's in the movie. And like those immediately get axed, you know, yep. things like that. You're like, lose that, lose that. Um, there was this whole like epic fight scene that they had already mapped out. Like I've seen it, like they filmed it, they did a test shoot of it. And mm. I was like, this is going to be incredible. And we literally just threw that, that out the window and like made it up on the spot in an hour instead wow. of literally yeah. in an hour it's like those are the things you're like wow i'm glad we spent two weeks yeah yeah <laughs> with a professional team getting that down it's choreographed that's great yeah and then instead it's like well the day before we're like how about we do this this and this great can we look this way no we only get you can only look that direction mm. okay we'll figure it out and then you do it and you're just like and then you would get a review that's like the action scenes are cheap and you're like they look cheap <laughs> and hokey and you're like if they only knew like, yeah, yeah. why like you want to explain they don't care yeah they don't care they're on to the next on to the next movie yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean I, we we've learned my god it, i'm i'm so uh you know i i take a a glance at at reviews just to see like all right sure. what's the like kind of when you're reading reviews on yelp you're like well what's the what's the the complaint that people have and if enough people are like the bathroom's disgusting it's like well the bathroom's probably disgusting because yeah, everybody's yeah. saying that you know right. but then there's random things like they only filled my coffee twice and it's like all right you know yes. um and so reviews are like weird i try to read it too, especially if it's a filmmaker that i'm like you know i like their other stuff so mm -hmm. maybe something happened here you know i feel like people are so the the judgment is so harsh in not just in that project but as your ability it, it becomes yeah. you, you, the judgment comes down to what you're capable it's of the all, visual all effects thing all over again all all <laughs> over again you know yeah and it's just like well that's wild and one one of the director that that we really like that we've discovered in the past couple of years uh Robert Michoen who did mm. um the killing of two lovers and the integrity of Joseph Chambers and the integrity of Joseph Chambers was playing at the same film fest we were at, but it was during our block, so we couldn't go watch it. And I was like, uh -huh. oh, that's the guy who did Killing of Two Lovers. And I was really excited to see it. Yeah. And then, you know, we didn't get we didn't get to see it. I was like, well, I'll wait till it streams on on Prime or whatever. And then I was reading some of the reviews and I was like, oh God, like I mean, his last film blew me away. So like, how did he fall this hard we watched it anyway and i was like i'm not sure what everybody's problem was like i thought this yeah. was really good you know like yeah. it's just like and it's also that thing of like um i'm a big tarantino fan but i don't love every single one of his movies the same but that doesn't mean that i'm less of a fan yes. some movies hit some movies don't i still think he's a great director but it's subjective right it's like this one's i like this one better than the other one Absolutely. and i've watched things from people that i go you know i didn't love that but I like that it was original and they yeah. seem to have something and I can't wait to see them progress. Yeah, absolutely. Where we That's... just want to shoot someone down and be like, I didn't like this one thing. It's like, well, One's, give them yeah, a couple chances. Something, like, yeah, something we say on the podcast maybe a lot get better. is if we'll, we'll talk about a film or something and even if we didn't like it, we're like very excited about it that it was made and we're very happy that it was made and, and that it was out there because just because I, we don't like something doesn't mean that it shouldn't exist yeah. and there's been films that we watch that we don't like but we're like I want to see what this person does next because they yeah. took some big swings here and I appreciate that and yes. even if it doesn't click with me I, I we just we need more of that because you know uh, uh, people are too scared and I get it there's the whole investment blah 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 but I, I, right. I you know much like in a gunfight, you had a very kind of like stylized approach to that sort of thing. And so um, those type of thing, and we did happen to like the movie yeah. as well. But um, I I'm curious, because you, you were kind of brought on as a, a hired gun for it, I guess. Is, uh, yeah. And so what was your relationship like with the DP coming in and, 
and how did it happen? Come yeah, on. yeah, <laughs> yeah. How did no, all? How did sure. all? Did, like, did you bring somebody, or did, was somebody already attached? Or yeah, yeah. It, so he basically, had a gun like, with him, and he I was actually, like, "I'm directing I this the movie." Lighting was 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 done really really well um, throughout the whole thing. There was a lot of like uh, good use of color and and yeah, yeah, shadow, sure. you know, and like that sort of. So I thought it was shot cool. really really well. Yeah, no, I love. Thank you. Uh, I I Magdalena Gorka shot it. She she was not attached. So when I got on. I only knew the, the writers and we kind of had to pull it all together. And, you know, we all kind of had this idea of wanting to go take big swings and go over the top with it. And I knew that was opposite of what I'd done. Like all my stuff is literally grounded and gritty mm -hmm. and yeah. handheld and, you know, which is what I love. But it's like, OK, what I what why I'm attracted to this movie is it's kind of this like nod to this like over the top. All those Tarantino, you know, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. I was gonna say when yeah. I when I soon when we yeah. saw the opening scene, I was like, all right, they definitely like Guy Ritchie. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, it, was, it totally it was, reminded me of like Snatch and stuff. That, exactly, it's like all those movies that we kind of grew up on. Uh, but what, what was hard about the, the the line that we had to walk that I think we missed, we didn't miss, but again, in all the the complications, it kind of is overshadowed and got muddy and murky. My intention was to kind of have these dual movies happening at the same time where it's like, mm. this is what's really happening. Like, you know, he's getting beat up in an alley. It's not glamorous. It just looks like, you know, one of my other movies, like gritty mm. and we're just in an alley. But then his point of view of it is this kind of Guy Ritchie macho world mm -hmm. uh, where it's like two things are unfolding. He's he's romanticizing everything. Just how we all do. We, we look at like, oh, like all the greats die young and James <sighs> yeah. Dean and and uh, Kurt Cobain and but then you really look at that stuff and you're like this is dark and sad there's nothing yeah. romantic about any of this yeah, yeah. we always like oh I want to go die in the jungle shooting a movie and you're like do you you know like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make apocalypse now or would you rather just make a nice movie and right. it's great and you don't have to suffer through it yeah um so it's like I like that exploration and of course all of that in many ways just got thrown out the window and just became a super stylized movie where I'm like uh this is the frustrating part like if you really want to go in and look at it you can maybe see that I'm using all these tropes over the top like some some of some of the reviews are like yeah we've seen this before next movie you know it's just like no like don't like there's a point of why right he's this kid this character ben is kind of living in this movie and mary uh alexander daddario's character is maybe a more a little more realistic and and mm -hmm. and you know she she also is kind of like just trying to escape her reality but um she's a little more mature about it and the diego character sees himself as this macho wants to die, you know, go down in uh, blazes of glory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, regardless of what the final outcome was, I still wanted to have a lot of that stuff. So it was fun right off the bat to start figuring out, well, who's going to shoot this and who's going to design this so that it kind of has that cool, stylized, aggressive camera work feel, you know, a little Goodfellas-y, a little, you know, where you're just doing crazy things, where you're pushing in on someone, you're whip panning, you're... Yep. Uh, those cool 70s like snap zoom type things mm -hmm. uh, and yeah also like almost a pop poppy kind of comic book world in terms of color and shadow and you know playful noir kind of look I was like man I want to explore a little of everything so right. that was definitely fun uh, but pretty quickly you know having a bigger budget again at the beginning all the producers just like actors they're presenting options where you're like there's that person's not going to shoot this movie like yeah. why would like Deacons is not on the short list here buddy <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> it's almost delusional talk and you're like okay and then they're presenting like okay we're you know if caa is packaging this movie let's get their talent and they're presenting ideas where you're like 
okay, so the guy who shoots all of like Edgar Wright movie, Edgar Wright's movies or so, okay, his movies are stylized and cool. Yeah, but like they're not gonna agree. And yeah, at first you kind of buy into it and you think like, oh, they're reaching out to him and they're gonna get a meeting set up. And then of course nothing ever comes of it. And yeah. you're like, all right, whatever. And then you start like look, I have my own people who I love and you know, but of course, like they're immediately dismissed because like yeah. for whatever reason. At the time, everyone's starting to fight. Like, you need this person. You need. We're gonna let, meet with this person first. We'll look at your guy next, or your girl, or whoever. And somehow, I had met an actor who was like, "Do you know who Magdalena Gorka is?" I was like, "No." And I looked at her work, and it was she had done some. You know, I think she was gearing up to shoot the new Star Trek show and a bunch of cool stuff that was like. That's right. Big yeah, I saw that. On, she did like the new, yeah, strange new like, worlds. Yeah. Yeah, big legit stuff, and um. You know, I could see that she could do like, you know, make this look big. And that was my goal. And maybe even a bit, I was a bit blindsided by this idea of like, I want this to look big and glossy and cool and mm -hmm. uh, uh, very aggressive and make a, you know, I wanted the, the camera to be a character, a point of view rather than like my other movies where it's like this documentary feel. And so when I met, I met with her on my own and I was like, well, she's got the, the credits and the, the kind of repertoire that. I could win the producers over with and she was a female which helped mm -hmm. i thought it'd be cool to like have a different perspective like we all you know if we're trying to actually make a difference and and be more inclusive with different people and different uh, types of uh personalities i was like there's everyone i was meeting with was like old guys which yeah. is fine and that but, type you know, of move, movie you would associate with a male dp exactly and very like people, machismo you, and like yes it, that, exactly it's that has that essence and i understand why like of course, no one can think, even casting directors, it's like, of course, you get, you need a villain, you're going to go to the same five villains. You're like, why? Yeah. why how <laughs> right. you cast against type? And it makes it so much more interesting because yeah. you wouldn't expect that character, that actor to play that character. I think that's so much more fun than being like, okay, let's get the same, let's get Alan Rickman I don't again. Understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what it is with that. And I think like, you know, I, I always think like, don't they, don't they see that as counterproductive when it's like, isn't the goal to have more talent? Yes. But if you're not giving people the chance to do that or going like, well, I, I, I have beef with SAG. I'm I'm non-union and I have beef with SAG because here in the city, like they get pretty brutal with their advertising uh, against non-union. And it's like, look, I don't know why you're being mean to us. The goal yeah. is for us to get on SAG, right? Like you want yeah. us to want to be in this union. So saying that non-union actors are unprofessional, don't hire non-union if you want it done right. It's like, that's fucked up. I'm sorry, but you could be a non-union. You know, we are going to acting courses and, and doing our best just like everybody else. You know, the goal is to get there. But yeah. so I always find that so crazy when, um, you know, you hear about this fight or, or a director saying, I really wanted this actor, but they didn't want to Taft Hartley it or they didn't want to deal with non-union. And yep. uh, and it's like, well, I mean, how are you? Das Melchin is a great example of that. Right. Yeah. If a bunch of people went like, eh. Now he's all over the place. It's like, yeah, yeah. you have to, you have yeah. to take the risk. <laughs> to get them, yeah, you have to and be a part of their there. getting there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. and then suddenly they blow up, and you're like, we should, we need them. It's like, well, now you want. Yeah. Them. Now well, all like, of a sudden yeah. they're amongst the the ten actors that they use for everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally. And like, ironically, it was the same way for the DP. And it's just like, okay, for whatever reason, they won't budge. So I at least take the meetings. I always, it's always good to take the meetings and all that stuff. But like. So many of the, it just didn't, I didn't vibe and I, it, it just mm. wasn't, I was like, I, I want my DP to be someone that I choose. And so when I at least found her, I was like, well, she at least has the cre the credits and the credibility. So maybe that'll win them over and all these different, you know, 
uh, talking points. And and when I pitched her, everyone was kind of like, okay, we get like why this works maybe. And I still had to fight for it. It still was not like a, okay, great. Yeah. It still yeah. was like this kind of like, well, well at that point, I think it's just a power struggle. It could have been anybody. Yeah. I know. I know. That's exactly We're not going to have the director tell us who yeah, was yeah. going to do the cinematography. It, it, that's what it was. And then it came down to like, everything was going, it was finally working. And it almost like was an afterthought for them because they were done with that to them. They were like, Oh yeah, we haven't really officially made that. It, like they were distracted. I think literally getting Travis Fimmel locked in, in a way that made me feel like I was like, so anyways, Magdalena is going to be, <laughs> yeah. and, and I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, right. Oh yeah. Right. We agreed on that. Right. Oh yeah, sure. It felt that way at least. Yeah. Um, and uh, so when we, you know, she said yes and she would, she was really cool about, the whole thing of like, is it going? Is it not going? I kind of need to know sort of thing. And, yeah. but she, of course, with her level of expertise and shooting commercials and kind of, you know, she of course knows she can, she can turn that part of her brain off and know that some days aren't, she's not going to have every tool and mm -hmm. thing that she wants. But at the same time, it's hard to get people to go backwards when they're used to having certain things and certain lights. And oh, I'm so always was like, this a smaller set for her? Um, it was, I think in terms of, it, it was in terms of, I think she had just finished, I forget what it's called, Doom's Patrol, one of the like oh, Netflix, yeah. some Netflix show. Um, she had done a bunch of that recently. And so things where they at least had some kind of budget, I think. Um, and so I think some days felt smaller for her. Uh, but at the same time, she had, you know, a lot of great tools and, and she had like a union crew and all the great in Toronto, so many people who work on like WB shows and whatever yeah, shows are going through yeah, there, yeah. you know, they all work on them. And we had a lot of those people on our team and they're all amazing. But for me, what was hard about that was I'm the type of person who's like, I can wing it. Like, I like mm -hmm. being like, okay, cool. Let's go handheld here. Just kind of follow the action because we don't have time to figure it out. Right. And it was so hard to get on the same page with some of those people who are like, wait, you said the frame was like this. Why, why did you suddenly like, you know, if the, if the actor moved a certain way, like they wouldn't follow the action right. And I'd be like, why didn't you follow that action? Like, I didn't know he was going to do that either, but just kind of go with it. And like, well, you said the frame was this. And it's like, yeah. it's because there's from a world of so something that's so so planned, like, yeah. Planned, yeah. Like it was hard to like get them, not that they weren't capable of it, but I think like my world is just like, just, just make it work. You know, like, I think that, cool. that's, I have that, I have that issue like, on our sets where I, oh, I won't, I won't yell cut because I want to see what's going to yeah. happen at the end of the yeah. thing. Yeah. And but they're like, can we cut? Like, yeah, yeah cut. To a because, point where I'm like, buddy yeah <laughs> i just yeah. want to see i'm so interested i love little like tags you know like when somebody delivers a line or receives a line or whatever and i just want to see what's going to happen there yeah. let the let the actor live in that moment but i feel like sure. yeah some people but don't I think, some people don't get my genius i, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> i think like what, what what happens there also is sort of um you know when you have um you know there's the the pros and cons of, of going to film school, you know, we didn't do any of that. We didn't have, we didn't have those yeah. connections. We've had to make them right. And so if you, if you have the ability to go to, to film school, you have access to equipment that someone who doesn't go is never going to have access to in the beginning. Yeah. Right. So you sort of, you develop this standard of like, well, you should have at least this, but yes. then people like us are like, uh, I don't know, we can throw a gel on that lamp yes. and see what it gives us. Maybe it'll give yeah. us something else. But where someone who's used to a very uh, high-end set is like, this is pedestrian. Like, what do you expect yeah. me to do here? And that's where, you know, we always joke around. We're like, 
we would be great if somebody ever gave us a large amount of money or what we consider large because we could do so much with so little because we're used yeah. to being like, we don't, the, these cook lenses, we don't own these things. We rented these puppies yes. and these are the best that we're ever going to be able to get. And we're throwing cooks on a black magic because we can't afford an Ari and we're just doing the best that we can and having to fake lighting sequences because we don't have, it's why I never write scripts at night. Yeah. Anytime I write a script, I would love to shoot stuff at night but well, we don't exterior have exterior night more yeah exterior yeah, i'm yeah, sorry yeah. not into interior but exterior yeah. night i'm like yeah because you know we've done this before he goes out there he does the lighting stuff he does a test shot i'm like i fucking hate that it yeah, looks yep. awful and he's like because i need the big he's like the big balloon light that's really yeah, expensive that. he's like that's yeah. what you need i'm like all right forget it like i'll just move this whole yeah. thing inside and that's the problem or is, is during our, the day. our you know we're more picky you know like you're probably the same way. It's like, you know, we're so picky about our stuff that, you know, if it's not going to look a certain way, like we're going to be more critical of it than anybody else. Yeah. else you know, nobody yeah. can, can tear, can tear our... my shit down worse than I can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you you want to hold yourself to that standard and you know what, and, but that's a smart move. That's a great example of like, we did that on that short film, that boy mom short film, mm -hmm. that proof of concept. It was all nighttime and we were all like, we can't do this in like two days. Yeah with uh, with what we have so like just make it daytime you know like yeah. it, it, it's like use what you have and but that adds a different stake to it also when uh -huh. all of that yeah. is happening during the day because you lose that safety during the day yes you know you exactly. think of nighttime as like oh everything's scary at night because you can't see around a corner but when something's there in broad daylight it adds yeah. something different to it yeah. sure yeah and it's like factoring all that stuff in and, and it's what you said too it's like some people come in with this idea of like well this is how i've worked with all these things I, ha I usually have all these tools to make this happen it's like if you push someone they always can they they i think everyone has can have that ingenuity ingenuity of like mm -hmm. i can make this they can make it work they'll find a way to make it work mm -hmm. and it's just a matter of like how much do you want to have to pull teeth to to make them realize that and and there were a lot of times like that where it just felt like you're like pulling teeth just to be like just make it work. Like, this is what we got. I know like it usually requires that big balloon thing to light yeah. up, but is there a way to make it work Yeah. right now in this moment? And, and I'm not saying like, obviously Magdalena was amazing and she like, I learned so much from her and she, she could make the bigger days work with all the bigger stuff and she could make the smaller days work with the smaller stuff. And there's times where she would jump on and just start operating. And I love seeing that where she, where something was just, you know, the clock was ticking. You felt like the bell was going to ring and you just mm -hmm. had to get something. And suddenly she just like jumps into action and does something crazy. I'm like, Whoa, where'd that come from? But I, I, I would love seeing her do that stuff. And that's when I'd be like, that's the stuff I want. Like, yeah. I want you to have yeah. that attitude of like, just grab it and do it like hands on, make it happen. Yeah. Um, but, but overall, like, again, just getting to, yeah, have things that look bigger and a little more polished, but still, you know, if you watch the movie still, it, I still kept wanting to keep kind of this grimy, like the, they're like the the two dudes in the movie. They're kind of like grimy apartment looking, yeah. mm -hmm. crazy graffiti. I was like, I still wanted to have that world, but just with a little elevated look to it in terms of feeling a little more polished than my other stuff. Um, and I think we hit that balance at least, but it's still just uh, that constant battle of like, yeah, what tools do you need? What tools do you think you need? And what tools can you actually get it right. done with? Yeah. yeah. And his, his, his friend, I forget the actress name. I'm sorry. Um, uh, God, um, I forgot. Yeah, McCool, McCool is his <laughs> yes, name. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was the character. Um, I, I never seen him before. He's, you know, uh, but he, uh, 
he's he doesn't have as much screen time but that's kind of the you know what what i love about stuff like that when you see someone you go like there's like this like a natural way that they make a face or they gesture yeah. something and it, you can really see it as the character um and i thought he did really good he didn't have a big part but he stood out you know it was yeah. like that character stood out like every time he was there i was like what's going to happen with this guy and i like that I, I like going oh who is this person i'd like to see what else they're in or what they're doing sure. how different they are because now that's how i always think of him because that's the first thing i've seen him in so it's yeah. you know you want to see something else you're like oh i didn't even think they would be able to play a part like this or something else you know yeah it's again giving an actor an opportunity that you might not they might not normally get yeah. not that I'm saying he wouldn't have this opportunity for this role, but like saying like, Oh, I don't know, put this person here. And instead of like a cliche choice and yeah. see what they do. And yeah, he was amazing. He, I learned so much from him in terms of, he kind of grew up in the industry. Like he's, it's, he's got an interesting story. Um, his, I think his mom like produced the Oscars or like that oh, year wow. or something crazy. So he like grew up in it, mm -hmm. but in a cool way where he was, he was very humble. You wouldn't even know. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he, he was just so good about understanding, and this is what I what I felt like I learned from him of like understanding always where knowing where the camera was. Like he was so yes. aware of where how he was in the shot. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. and I like talked to him about it. I was like, you're always like land in a mark that no one told because he's like a secondary character, maybe no one told him where to land. Like, mm -hmm. sure, our lead needs to hit that mark and they're front and center. But he would somehow like do this perfect spin that landed him like framed just right in the background where he makes a face and takes a bite of something you're yeah like, how did he he knew where that he was on camera just that specific way turning that way throwing up the thing catching it in his mouth yeah. whatever yeah. in a way that i was like i've never seen an actor so in a good way self-aware of their presence within the frame even if he's in the background and yeah. it kind of made, made me think more about blocking and like understanding like how important the, that dance is between the characters not just the main character but the blocking of where they land and how it helps the composition and, and when to like he knew i swear he knew like how to do something in between someone else's line that made you look to him just enough and then go back or whatever yeah, it is yeah. and it was like i'd never seen such incredible professional that's an actor going like i may not be the lead but you're gonna look at me <laughs> yeah exactly. well, like, in a good way in yeah. a good way yeah. Yeah. in a good way yeah you're doing it you're stealing the scene but without stealing the scene right yeah and it made it so fun to work with him because one i barely had to say anything to him i could be like oh you got it like you like the easiest directing ever and then two like in the editing room being like i had no idea he did that that's yeah. awesome like leave that taken because he does that weird thing in the background yeah uh and so much of it ended up on the cutting room floor unfortunately because you just for whatever reason i wanted to put it all in there but you don't need it and yeah. it's just like uh yeah i'm glad you recognize that because there there was a lot of those types of things that again out of all the chaos somehow you still learn something cool yeah, about yeah yeah, like, yeah i like that is. about travis's character too like i'll call him travis because you know <laughs> yeah <we're> buds uh, <laughs> um but his character like the to me like there was a very kind of like Romeo and Juliet thing going on with the main characters and you had like whatever, yeah. which I, I, I loved that. Like it was kind of harkened back to that sure. kind of evil empire, you know, people like this person is, you know, this, but his character felt the most complex in terms of like, wait, is he a bad person? But actually he's kind of a good person. And then you kind of start yeah. feeling for him he's at the end. He's an asshole, so, but like in a good way. With a, with a heart of gold or yeah. something, you know, like. I, yeah. I don't know. There was something I was drawn to about his character that um, 
and then he obviously him being able to kind of just do his thing. I've always been a fan of his because of because of that. Like his, he has these crazy eyes. You know, like the not crazy yeah. eyes, he's but intense, like yeah. he's got Very these. Yeah. yeah, actually, Alexandra has those too. When people have like dark hair and light eyes, light it's eyes. like yeah. it really draws you in. It, me anyway, but he has that as well. And uh, but his character was so like complex and and layered and 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 I, I i loved watching him kind of live in that world and and yeah it was great ironically he kind of reminded me of um mikey and snatch brad pitt's sure. character yeah where like brad pitt's character like he wasn't good you know yeah. but he wasn't He's bad morally ambiguous yeah yeah, yeah. yeah definitely like yeah, you kind of are intrigued by that because he's kind of dangerous, and you're yeah. like, "Why?" But yeah. like, he like, kisses him and then punches him. That's like the <laughs> perfect example of yeah. that whole thing. Which, by the way, that like that sequence, like that wasn't in the script. Like he's supposed to just kind of throw him through the window, throw him through the thing, and mm -hmm. that was it. And then he did this whole thing of like going up to him and kissing him, and it was and and then punching. It's like it was this awesome moment that I was like, I think that was one of our first days of filming with him, and it's just kind of like, oh boy, this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a shoot. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a shoot, if anything, uh, uh, at least something. So it's like he brought all that cool stuff. And in a way, when we all talked about this, like we wish like I mean, I love what it is. It's, you know, I'm proud of the movie still, whatever. But like it, it would be so cool if like I kind of just wish Wayne and Barbie were the main characters. Mm -hmm. And this Romeo and Juliet thing was like the side plot going on around them. Uh, well, you got a prequel, have, you know, you got yourself a prequel. A prequel. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I know there could be like uh, there could be a prequel and. Uh, we've honestly talked about it because it would be cool to flesh out that character more. And hmm. some of the, my favorite scene is one of the scenes where Travis like returns the money and he's in, yeah. I posted mm -hmm. it on our Instagram recently. Uh, he like returns the money and he's just, they have this kind of conversation that's just kind of weird. And you, he's like heartbroken and you kind of, you feel why he wants to go seek revenge, but he's kind of acts like this sad child who's just like lost someone. He's not just full of rage. He's kind of full of this like broken. Yeah. You know what's the point of life now and yeah. and uh i thought i thought that travis just brought something so unique and weird and you're right his eyes are just like piercing blue and kind of scary yeah but like uh but like you can't look away so you yeah. can't look away yeah. yeah they're also like inviting and like yeah. you see into his soul and uh, what's the name of that, that painting stuff. fuck you that's a weird yeah. name <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly well again half that stuff is like of course the writers like have that weird kind of tongue-in-cheek nature that's why that character was how it was written on the page but at the same time, Travis took that and ran with it in his own weird Travisy way. And you know, I never never knew what we were gonna get with it. But um, he just understood that kind of morally complex, layered character uh, archetype, and he brought that to it. I mean, he's like that as a person in real life. It seems like where you're like, what are his motives? But he's he's got a heart of gold. But at the same time, he's kind of you're like, how is he gonna? He's scary. Yeah. He's like, what's he gonna do? Yeah. Um, and then you got, Billy, you got Billy Crudup to, to VO that, which was, yes, that's a, that's yes. a, that was awesome. It's, I always forget that. Like I, I, that's one of the things that I even forget because it was, I'm not, it wasn't an afterthought, but it was a, throughout the whole movie, Ben, the main character, Diego, the actor was going to do the voiceover for the, like, you know, kind of like what we've seen a million times, mm -hmm. kind of that like POV, like, this is me, you know, here's yeah, yeah. my movie. And uh, for whatever reason, we were like, I think it'd be better if, you know, he, it was just a, a, a nondescript who is like some narrator. Mm -hmm. uh, and somehow I, our producer, Tom, kind of had worked with Billy on something and reached out. And I think it helped that we were, this is one of the plus sides of COVID happening. Like no one was working. I think he was free. Like everyone mm -hmm. was free. Like, and to get someone to come into a room and record for a day or a few hours, 
you know, I'm sure we paid him well. I don't know how much we paid him. Uh, sure he made more than I made on the movie <laughs> for that day, but who knows? I don't know. Um, but he was super cool. He, we actually had like three Zoom calls ahead of time, like quick ones, like mm. 20 minute, you know, like leading up to it uh, so that he understood why, what he was doing. And like uh, he came up with the idea because it was like, what is the tone of this? You know, and he has like a great voice for mm -hmm. stuff, but it's like, it's funny. It's things that I kind of thought like, well, it's like a, in my mind, I, I I didn't say this, but it's like, well, you know, I wanted to just be like, you know, it's like a Guy Ritchie movie. Just take that vibe, whatever that is. Uh, but he looked, he came with all these questions of like, do I read it like a National Geographic thing? Do I read it like a, he had like all these like presentations of how he could do it. And, and not in an annoying way. It was in a way of like, whoa, like what a cool, like he's presenting this guy who at the time, I think he had just won an Emmy for the morning show. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I remember just speaking to him like the day after being like, I can't believe he's talking to me. And he's, like, <laughs> he's like presenting these, a pitch for how he maybe should approach it. And he kind of, at the end of the movie, you know, Diego looks to the camera and winks at the camera. Mm -hmm. Like they're kind of in this movie moment, driving off into whatever screen, green, you know, that look, that fake driving film look. Uh, and he winks at the camera. And it was Billy Crudup that was like, I feel like however I, however I talk or how, however I narrate this, I want to like earn that wink. I want to like hmm. be, on, be in on, on the, I'm the like Lancelot telling King Arthur's story. Like, you know, I want to earn like this play, that playful wink, you know, so I want to do it in this playful way. And I'm like, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, but he was able to articulate why he had to give himself that reason of why. And then he came in and filmed for like, I mean, we recorded him in a studio for like, I don't I think it was like, maybe an hour two hours wow. um he breezed through each line pretty quick we actually ended up getting rid of most of the most of the narration because it was like wall to wall mm. um and i go back and forth on whether was, that was the right decision or not to get rid of it but uh i think i think it is because there's still a lot in there yeah um, i think it works yeah cool cool uh i think it just helped that and the animations kind of helped animations were really cool yeah I yeah that was those. another product of we had we had like a third of a movie and we're like we don't have like we were supposed to film all that stuff mm. and uh we we basically were like how do we finish this thing and we were like let's just make like since he's always talking about you know we've used every other stylized trope let's go with you know animators are working and they're willing to work for cheap and the team that did it was out of tennessee and they worked on a lot of big stuff they had just done at the time like they they worked on fresh off of like whatever teenage mutant ninja turtles was on nickelodeon at yeah, the time. yeah yeah uh and i was like whoa this is gonna be awesome and they had all these cool ideas and i kind of presented i knew nothing of animation but i was like if we can marry this style with this you know in my mind if we start the movie with this kind of stylized animated thing i think it kind of saves a lot of the faults of you know we were just trying to get rid of the seams like piece it all together with mm -hmm. all these movie tropes and all these crazy stylized things like Guy Ritchie style things. It's like, well, maybe the animation, if we start with animation, it sets the audience up for like, oh, this is a weird stylized world. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and so to me, I was like, in a, it was a blessing in disguise that happening, being able to do that. Um, we just wish we had more money and more time to, like, I was like, maybe we can like animate the car chase, you know, before Barbie gets spoilers, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Barbie, Barbie gets killed. Like, what if we had cut to animation again for that? And then we cut to animation throughout, like, mm -hmm. To, to sum up little moments in between again part of it is totally just as using it as a crutch to fix things but i was like who yeah. cares like let's do that and then we ended up only having enough to do like the beginning and you know the three yeah. chunks at the beginning and 
to lead if us. If you into do a it. prequel, you could do it like an aha video where like one person's in yeah. animation yep. and the other person. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, speaking of, there was that there was that great scene where you had the two scenes happening simultaneously at the dinner mm -hmm. tables. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that was really like so well done because I never felt confused or lost. Cool. You know, when they started doing yeah. monkey stuff, I was like, "Wait, what is this?" Yeah, I was oh, like, no, "What is going on?" Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> but, but like the whole thing kind of worked really well, and and I and I, again, I never felt like lost in the conversation because the, yeah. the it, it was paced out really nicely. So like that was that was really uh, really I'm, I'm, interesting. Actually, as you mentioned that, no one ever talks about that. That that scene, I think we spent the most time on. We we cut that from the beginning to the end. Like we would always go back to that scene, but we got to rework this again because it was just so. We had a version where there was it wasn't even just split screens. It was like all characters on screen at the same time, like mm. four screens and, and throughout the whole thing. And it was actually awesome. But like some people hated it. Some people loved it. It was like an extreme. It's like, yeah, do you either hate this or you love it? And yeah. so we kind of tried to find the happy medium. That was all my editor, Amanda Griffin. She was just always like toying with that scene and coming up with the right flow of it to keep. And I think, again, that's another scene that kind of cements like what we're trying to do with the movie with mm -hmm. this kind of over the top, kind of weird, very you know you know again it's black and white it's like bad guys good guys it's it's uh kind of showing these dueling families and doing it in a very like stylized over the top you know larger than life way and i feel like that scene kind of captured what we were trying to do with that yeah. stuff yeah credit to the to the set design as well to set designers in yeah. the wardrobe because you know that it's these are people that anybody outside of the business doesn't really they don't think of they don't credit it and yeah. they don't really think about the fact that those the colors set the tone the the color the color of the shirt um that his mother was wearing you know it has like this like i think she was like a teal shirt or something like that it was very specific yeah. the interior is very specific the wardrobe um and then that split screen it almost you know it's almost like a like a technicolor but like muted yeah. in a way and so you have like this sort of scott pilgrim thing yeah. where it's like the world is so colorful almost overly colorful like not naturally colorful but it's still you know sort of it's it, it sort of tricks the eye you know yeah. but uh the yeah the the lighting and the, the color grading everything was really was really nice on that i think people don't uh i have uh um uh a guilty pleasure of i like watching reaction videos like when people watch movies because yes, as a too. writer i like to see what people are responding to with classic movies what they miss you know there's sure. things that you're like oh they totally missed that whole part like they didn't register it and then if you see a lot of people you're like oh they're not catching on yeah. to that little detail and oh you know or when someone catches it and you're like oh they caught i, I just love watching that and you wonder what um, the normies catch it's important it like when especially since it's like people like your writing can be confusing and obscure so i'm always like all right if i if i caught this in this movie like are other people catching it or do i have to be more careful about that am i being yeah. too obscure and is it annoying you know I, you don't want to be that kind of writer so i got into watching them and then i got hooked on just different people and what they responded to and there yeah. was this one guy who kept saying he kept commenting on ari aster's shots and mm. like not acknowledging that he has a dp that he works with specific dp and like yeah. so but to someone who's not in the business, the director yeah. made the shots. And I'm like, God, they really think that. I mean, and some, yeah. you know, there are some directors that are yeah, very hands-on. Some, hands -on, some that sure. are very hands-on. But he has too, yeah. a, a, a very specific DP that he works with. And I was like, you know, it's how we've been able to get 
some of my favorite DPs on the show that I was like, there's no way they're going to do the show. But because like no one gives a shit about them. They just think yeah. about what the director's doing. And I'm like, you realize that I I don't know much about Ari Aster. I'm sure he's very, very much hands-on and collaborative with his DP yeah. and with his his blocking and all that. But it's the DP. Like there were little things that I didn't even know for sure, but I was like, I'm pretty sure that Ari Aster didn't even think to do that. That was like, because you could see it in both films, like that's the, that the art of that cinematographer. Yep. And people just go like, who? You know? yeah, <laughs> like, it goes right over their They heads go right over it. Well, some it's... people do that with even the actors. They're like, De Niro yeah. says this line and it's so funny. That guy is hysterical. And yeah. it's like, well, someone yeah, wrote, that. <laughs> <laughs> wrote that. Yeah, yeah. They might have just been repeating. There's these things that, called like, writers. Yeah. It, it's funny. It's like you, you get the credit for, I mean, people just only have a couple people. I think it's because, again, it's like, and that's why I love these types of podcasts because like it's getting, truly getting behind the scenes. Like, like, for anyone who, for whoever cares, some people just don't care, I guess, yeah. but like they just watch them, you know, turn their brain off and hit play. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, it's yeah, getting, you know, giving credit where credit's due and like also just seeing like what do people do and what do they bring? Like who brought what to the table? And, and it's, it's, it's like, I don't know, so many people, yeah, just don't even know who's doing what. I mean, most people don't even know the difference between a producer and director. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, ah, oh, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. But I was like, whatever. Like, you know when those things are come through like yeah it's it was talked about like that's table sequence yeah we designed it as much as we could but so much of it pops because of what that particular person brought to that specific like whether it was the wardrobe or production designer knowing like this house i want this house to be the cool color this house to be the mm -hmm. the warm color and it's like well that's why it plays so cool to like right. maybe that's why yeah. it's less confusing to do that stuff yeah right see the, the the back you know you see the the contradiction and and, um, and I think as filmmakers, it's important to to know that because I think people get so obsessed with equipment and I love equipment. I'm a gearhead. Yes. And I love it all. But, you know, the most important thing to your shot is not the camera or the, or the lens necessarily. It's the lighting and it's the set yeah. design and it's the choice of, of the actor and it's props yep. and it's all these other things that are going to make way more of a difference than you being able to rent an, an Ari for the week or whatever. Yes. You know I mean? That stuff is so... Uh, lenses I'll fight a little bit about, but I'll, sure. uh, <laughs> I did too, yeah. you, you did but, like those cook lenses when we rented nice, them. I, I feel like you're going to get so much more production value out of a, a great set design and, and, and hair and makeup and wardrobe and lighting yeah. than you ever will out of any specific camera or lens. So I yeah. feel like those are just, those are the tools. Like yeah. they're, they're great. You need good tools to do your job and you want the right tools. But at the same time, at the end of the day, they're just the tools and it's all the other stuff. Mm hmm that kind of comes together to you make can take it that same work. equipment that you shot this with and take away all of that stuff and it's yeah. not it's not anything you, you know so yeah well i mean we can't we literally were at a festival yesterday and one of the things we walked in like on the block before ours we walked in on the movie that was already playing and then mm -hmm. the credits rolled and it was like filmed on an rv and we were like it was yeah, yeah. where yeah. <laughs> like, yeah where i Which mean one? if you told me that you <laughs> yeah. had filmed that like on a dslr i would have been like i believe you and i'm thinking yes. they had access to an ari and this is the it final didn't. result of it well, like you see that a lot huh? on our level where you know yeah. you have a sub ten thousand dollar budget but sure. like 70 percent of that budget goes to the camera and the lenses and the dp yeah and everything else gets shorthanded and it's like that's just i don't know you know i feel like that's you're putting such an importance on that and it's 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 important obviously but it's of not course. it's not worth 70 percent of your budget 
Sure. It should still be balanced out. Yeah. Accordingly, you're right. Like it's usually the camera department that gets all the toys. <laughs> yeah. Or else it's like, here's some gaffers tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, good luck. It's like here's a bowl of M and M's. Have fun with yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. It's like well, you got craft. Yeah. Craft like, ugh. like okay. But, so for, yeah, for, we got right. you three yeah. kinds of spaghetti. I mean, we're, we're fortunate. <laughs> we're fortunate in that I shoot our stuff, but like, yeah. Um, uh, you know, we we try to make a point of like trying to balance that as much as possible. I mean, people's rates are people's rates and there's a whole economic system built upon that, you know, where like a sound person can ask for this much and an actor can ask for this much. And that's just the, there's a whole, you know, I'm sure there's a whole economic reasons for all this sort of stuff. And it we is what it is. We don't ask for but, anything. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. But we, you know, we try to, we actors try to balance are working it out. for free all the time. We make sure that we pay our actors. We make sure that, you know, we, we, we pay everybody, yeah. even yeah. if it's a little bit, we have to, it's we offer stuff. them. I pay, I, yeah, I, I always make a, a point of, you know, and not being like, oh, can you do this for four days? I'll give you $50. It's like, come on. Like yeah. you have something. to, you gotta, you gotta give me something, you know, so I, you know, cause I see that a lot, like on backstage, I, I get excited about something. I I'm we like, pay like SAG minimums for actors. Yeah. We usually, yeah, like we least. usually pay, um, I usually pay like um, if it's a smaller part and they don't have a lot of a dialogue, it's usually about a hundred bucks a day. Yeah. And yeah, then if there's great. like hardly, if you have very little dialogue, I'll offer 75. And then if you have more dialogue, I do a dollar, a dollar to I do 125 a day, um, yeah. which that's is reasonable. I think I, it's, great. you know, something. it's something, it's something, you know, but like, I'm not going to come at you and be like, yeah, can you give me four days of your life for 50 bucks? Like that's, yeah, that's yeah. not a rate. Like, it's like you either have totally. to pay somebody nothing or pay them or fairly. pay me fairly. You yes. know, I, I would right. rather you say, we don't even have a budget. Like come on board if you yeah, love like, it. I, and I think we would love you for this part and we'll work it out so that like you're saying, so that we're, you're, that you're not sitting here for four days and yes. you know, like, can we get we this done in a day? I'll do it for before. free. If I can get yeah. this done in a day, like, let's do that. But, you know, that's the thing with a lot of stuff. A lot of people ask. It's like, we need you on set for days on end. And then I always think, how many of those days am I actually working? And I got to travel mm -hmm. and you're not really picking up the tab on anything. And I'm not getting paid well for this. So, yeah. um, you know, we try. I, 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 I try, but it's it... difficult when like a sound person's like, my rate's 800 a day. I'm like, <sighs> fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, uh, that's like your your pay would be like 70% of our budget. Yeah. So yes. Yes. I don't know what to do here. Yeah. I think a lot of it too is, and I don't know how this works on a, on a higher level, but for us, you know, people see our passion for it. And people see that yes. we're serious about it, and, and and so they don't have a problem working for a reduced rate or or not accepting a payment. We've had that happen before, where people are like, I don't want any money. I'm just happy to be or we part barter of a project. Yeah, we barter with them. You know that sort of thing. So I think that if you're passionate about something, that you will find people that are good at what they do that are willing to work with you on that because they they want to be part of a project because all of us are in this for the same reason right we want to create art right yeah. and so like and be a part of that and so and there is a bit of like you know if somebody sees something if i see if i'm working as a dp and i see something at a director and i'm like this director is really smart and they're going to go places i want to i want to like be part of that journey and yeah. then you know so i feel like it's there there's a lot of that stuff out there enough to see there's obviously way more people that aren't like that obviously but yeah. but i feel like if you have true intentions that you will draw in people that are willing to work with you i yeah absolutely because at the end of the day i feel like everyone they, they want to be a part of something that that they see someone's passionate about and like we all want like if someone can get you motivated about something whether it's 
in the arts or whatever to go volunteer with something to, to even like think about it. when you someone invites you to a party if someone's like passionate about something like we're doing this and i can't wait because this this is happening it's like yeah i want to go to that thing i want to be a part of that because yeah, yeah. It's an experience and like i even like w- with the financiers and or people who are giving money or whoever if you can get someone to give a little money they're not hopefully they're not they're trying to make their money back just only that like yeah. get rich quick to them it's like no they're buying into you because you have you're right. clearly passionate like passionate about this thing and 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 if they if I see in you that you're excited just talking about it and could talk about it all day and uh, and just make it this endless excitement, it's like I'm like oh cool like I want to be a part of that or I want to help you make that happen. So yeah. yeah, they're buying into you, investing in you. So how how do you balance that on a a bigger set when and there's nothing wrong with it. You're gonna have people that just show up. This is their job, right? The yeah. people that show up they don't care about the project. They don't have to care about the project. That's not their job. They just want to be able to set this light up or plug this yeah. thing in or whatever it is. So how do you balance keeping those people like um from hating what they're doing i guess or just you know <laughs> yeah. just you know what i mean like because there's people like from throwing gaffer tape at everyone yeah you know <laughs> because it, it's it's a delicate balance right because any job you have you know a lot of people you know are unhappy or, or whatever yeah. and and i feel like a lot with it tends to happen a lot in my short you know small experience it tends to happen a lot with grip and, and and crew like that where they're just there to do the job they don't care about the story yeah and right we and 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 that's fine they don't like it's not their job to do that if they do great if they don't that's great too just they're there to do the job so i'm just curious like on bigger on a bigger level how do you how do you balance that i guess yeah i think it's a matter of like kind of one noticing who is just there to just show up do the thing and be done and and if that means to get out of their way and let them do their thing and you know uh it's just the day goes by and they're done and they go home and they come back and that's one thing, but like I feel like you, if you get to know everyone individually the best you can, I know it's not always possible, but like trying to be real with everyone and be like, why are they here? Why? Why? How do they get to where they're at? And and you know, everyone has some input or likes to be heard. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're like, what is your thoughts on this? How how would you do this? You know, making sure everyone has a platform for a second to voice like, you know, that they're that they have a a reason for why they you know at, at one point something got them into what you know whether it's lighting or being a grip or mm-hmm. there's a reason why they still do it and put up with the hours and the yeah. sometimes low pay and so it's like that means they have a reason why suddenly you start talking about a movie with them like oh they're they are into movies or they love this thing mm-hmm. it's like kind of like trying to connect with them in a way that feels like they're contributing i guess sometimes makes them come alive or even if it's not about the movie something that you have with them Mm-hmm. or whatever because i'm like bad at like relating to like i'm not like i'm opposite i'm I'm bad with the tech i'm horrible with the tools like i'm always like what's that thing again why do we need the giant crane thing uh, <laughs> why do we I need tell- 70 feet of track can and, someone explain yeah, that to then, me <laughs> you can, yeah it's like we could have done this with this this and this but i know they want to the whole point is they want to play with the tools and they want that so they want to spend 45 minutes setting up some dumb rig we're like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. like it's like giving them the wins where they need it or like be like, cause I remember one time I was afraid to, I suddenly had the idea, I guess it was like a, it was like a push in on the main character and I wanted him to be on the ground instead of standing. He was standing at one point and said, I wanted him to be leaning against the bed. So like they had to like flip, like invert the camera. So that it was low. And, and I, I kind of was nervous at first being like, Ooh, I just made them set all that up and now I want them to like invert it. And, but like, 
suddenly I realized like, wait, they're, they want to do these weird, they want these weird challenges. So I was like, mm-hmm. can we, I kind of presented it more in like a relatable, like I have this crazy idea. Tell me how we would do this. I, and I explained the shot that I want without, I assume that's what they would do. Like invert. I didn't right. actually know how they would go about doing it, but I kind of asked them like, I don't know how to do this, but I suddenly had this idea and we have more time because the actor was still finishing, like getting ready or something. I was like, we still got like 30 minutes. How quick could you guys set up a shot that it, if he's leaning against the bed instead of standing? And they all kind of like, were like, oh my gosh, this, 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 this. And and I was like, okay, go do it. And they like did it. <laughs> it was like the first time I like bonded with them in a way that I was like, they came up with that idea and yeah. they executed. It's like I clued them in on what I was thinking in the moment and they like got excited to execute it for me. Yeah. Instead of like, just being like, this is what we're doing. I don't really know your name. I forget who you are. You push the dolly. Uh, It's like you suddenly have these little moments with them that they feel like they're being heard, I guess. Um, Well, it gives them ownership of what they're doing. Yeah. You know, exactly. You're giving them ownership of what they're doing and of the shot and of their like harnessing their craft. Like they know how to do it. And, and then suddenly they're suddenly I'm sitting with them at lunch or something. It's just like high school or something where you're still like, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. And it's like, Oh, now I'm sitting with them instead of sitting with, you know, I don't just have to go sit with the producer or sit but with. But that's whoever. super important too, right? Because I, I kind of like an actor, I think uh, grips can relate where grips are like, they're disposable. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like, we can find a hundred grips if you're not going to play nice like, yeah, or if you don't well. like it or whatever, like we'll just right. get another grip. So if you have a director that is acknowledging like, Hey, thanks for being here. Like, thanks for what you're, whatever you're doing. I don't know how to do it, yeah. but whatever you're doing is working. Like, yeah. um, I think it's that, would probably probably be enough to be like oh i'm i i'm appreciated here it's not just like you're another you're a warm body and we can replace you with another warm body and um uh our buddy who who's an actor out in in the uk he actually worked on he worked with guy Ritchie uh um as as a in background or something and um he was saying that like there's no ego there between cast and crew like they'll just sit together like guy richie will sit down or talk to whomever it's not like don't talk to me or that's just a background actor it's like well we're all making a project and you know like we kind of all need each other here so um i thought like that that's something that's kind of hard to you know to come by because like you a, a friend of mine worked on something with jane fonda and he asked her a question he was literally in the scene with her so he asked her a question like oh are we doing this and that and she just looked at him and she said who the hell said you could talk to me (laughs) it was like yeah i was literally just asking you a question about the scene we're we're, in and i'm like i can't imagine (laughs) having that attitude yeah um that's insane that's that's so crazy to me but like you know dehumanizing yeah yeah so i think just yeah human we also have to be careful right because we, we were talking to this one director and he was like yeah it was like a big budget, a bigger oh budget for him. And he's like, he just asked a background actor to do something like, hey, when you come into the scene, can you go over here? And then yeah. he got like yelled at by the producers because then it cost them a lot of yeah. money because now he's that like that stuff an extended extra or whatever, you know, whatever that yeah. whatever that phrase is. And so it's it's sure. such a weird thing. Bumps their pay grade up. Yeah. And, Did you just yeah, push the fucking button? We have somebody here yeah. that pushes the button. <laughs> like, yeah, someone else will push the button. I'm That's sorry. You yeah, just cost like, us $700. Yeah. It's, it's like figuring out how to, again, not sneakily, but in an honest way get around that stuff by like becoming you know acknowledging that they're the one who does that and that's their job and they're good at it and and i i and genuinely i like early on when i my first movie like i was so bad with lenses and now i i'm with you i think like lenses are so important and knowing what lens to use and, yeah uh and I, I was like instead of just like 
pretending I know what I'm doing. I just kept going up to the camera people and like, what is this lens? Because I like this one. And I don't know why, but I don't like the way this one looks. Can we put that other one on? And it, can you, and, and instead of just being like, change the lens, I would be like, I don't know why, but can you like explain to me like what is maybe what's different about this? And why right. is this lens this? And then it suddenly became a routine thing of like, they'd come up to me and be like, hey, I think we're gonna use this lens. I'm gonna show you why this one. And I'd be like, okay, cool. And then it like, one, I was learning. I was like letting myself learn like, you know, stuff that I didn't know about with the tech. And then suddenly they were like eager and excited to like make these choices with me and mm. show me why and like what they were doing. And like, uh, it's like, I don't know. It was, it's, I wanna bring that, I wanna have that feel. And I think having a smaller crew too, if you can, like only makes that feel more uh, easy to accomplish because you're like a little tight knit family that, again, yeah, it doesn't feel like, oh, you're replaceable. You're literally just here for the big day and yeah. we can yeah. get rid of you. You're disposable. Um, but yeah, everyone wants to be, even if people, we all don't, we, we might act again too cool for school or whatever. Like everyone wants to have a conversation about themselves or, you know, wants to hear. I'm the type of person when someone says my name, like an actor will be like, Hey, you know, literally just using my name more like a, multiple times in a sentence, you kind of like perk up. You're like, wow, that's me. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like talking about me. Like, instead of just like, what do you want me to do? Okay. Thanks. Bye. It's like, they're kind of like having real conversations and real, yeah. you know, acknowledging you. And Unless like, they're going, Colin said, and then you're like, yeah, whoa, yeah, hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't that. like when my name sounds like that. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on the tone, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's all it's all a balance. It's like balancing all that stuff and just remembering that everyone's job is I know it sounds like elementary school stuff, but it's like it's like weird how we forget. Like yeah. everyone's job is just as important as the next person. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, just recognizing that everyone has strengths to bring to it and let them trust that they know what they're doing and figure out way even if it is a little sneaky like like what you do to a kid in a way, like you kind of yeah, like little reverse not, psychology. Not, yeah. I bet you yeah, couldn't put that camera over like, there. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like let, letting people come up, make it feel like they came up with the idea, even if oh you God. technically knew. I was like, actually thinking that when you were discussing bringing up your DP to the producers or they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, yeah. well, what if you were to be like, uh, I'll tell you who I don't want as a DP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they'll be like, "Well, wait a minute, hold on." <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's—I swear, that's half. That is, is that who he is. doesn't want? Let's get that person. Yeah, that's who yeah. we want. Let's get that person. It, weirdly, I feel like half the time that is how it is. So you're you're onto something there. I feel like I should directly. Do I, that I worked. Work. I worked Maybe for yeah. a psychiatrist who I had to use reverse psychology on, and he didn't know it. And that was the that was the amazing part was that he didn't because he was a, he was a horrible person. I'm just gonna put it out. He was a horrible yeah, horrible yeah. person. The fact that he was in charge of people's mental health was really scary, and he had this huge uh, ego. Mm -hmm. And so he had this thing with like people being late, even if I mean, if they were 20 seconds off of their appointment time, he would be like, nope, not seeing them. And oh. I'm like, OK, but see, they need a refill on like, yeah, like, exactly. like lithium. <laughs> like This yeah, is not something yeah. you could do. It's just like, and so all like everybody was afraid to talk to this guy because he would just, yeah. you know, he would dismiss you. And he'd be like, oh, he's if I tell him that they're here, he's going to tell me, no. And so I just finally started going, well, look, he likes to feel like he's making the decision. So I yeah. would go in there and go, look, I already told him that you're not going to see him because they came in late. And he'd be like, well, hold on a second. And he yeah, would always take them in. And they were like, does he not know that you're doing that to him? I was like, no, nope. he really doesn't. It worked yeah, every single time. Yeah. You like found out how to. You gotta, that's like, how you gotta talk to the producers. Just be like, I'll yeah, tell you, yeah. I, I definitely don't want this. 
non-union yeah. actor Never who I with think Travis has Fimmel potential. Again, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Helen Hunt, fuck her. I don't, no, like, no, no. <laughs> don't want yeah. any of these people. Yeah. And then, you know, you might get a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. You're right. It's like the more you fight like, yeah. you know, for something, the more they're just going to say no. And yeah. It's like if you just kind of, and that's, yeah, half the time I just keep my mouth shut until it like resurfaces and we run out of time. I'm like, well, what about that one person? And, and, you know, it's like I, instead of, if I would have been talking about them for those three weeks, they would have been like, no, well, yeah, it's like, let it just be forgotten about even yeah. and then bring it up last minute and be like, well, at least they're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's all, yeah. A lot of mind tricks, Jedi mind tricks. Jedi. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's, I think what you're doing is awesome. And I, I, what I like so much about you is that you're really honest and you're transparent about that you can, you know, you talk to people and they go like, oh, I loved this movie. It was a great experience. I loved everything about it. I'm like, that can't be true. There's okay, no way yeah. that that whole set went perfectly and that you got everything you wanted and you right. don't have a problem with anything because it, you know, it becomes sort of like the talking point to, to with your producers. Oh, you can't. But it, there's an honesty in saying like, hey, I'm proud of my movie. I'm glad that I made this movie. But there's things yeah. that didn't work out the way that I wanted them to. And I didn't get my way on anything. And I wish a lot of things were different. And that's yeah. part of that growth. I think like when you when you when you lose that vision of of seeing fault. Yeah. You know, um, we say this a lot when we I'm the worst when we go to film fest because I don't like bullshitting people when they're like, oh, I loved your movie. And if I didn't love their movie, I'm not like, I love yours too. I'm like, that's not true. I didn't. So, yeah. so yeah, I find a way to walk movie. away because, yeah. you know, if I say to you, hey, your story seemed interesting, but I couldn't hear any of it because the audio was god awful. Uh, yeah. None of it was graded. The lighting was terrible. The windows were all blown out. I don't right. know if these actors were acting for the first time in their life, but what the hell happened? <laughs> you know, yeah. you want to, but you need to hear those things. And yeah, That's I never want somebody to say to me, oh, just, you know, we've had our friends be like, oh, I loved your movie. And I'm like, cool. What was it about? And they're like, oh, yeah. you know, well, I can't tell you anything. Yeah. Why they liked it. yeah. Tell me, you know, there were things about your movie that I didn't love. OK, cool. Why? Yeah. What was it about that? And if enough people are telling me like, you know, the dialogue was just like, I don't know, it was weird. It's like, well, then the dialogue was weird. And then as yeah. a writer, I have to work on that. I don't want to make I don't want to continue to make weird dialogue. Right. I want to yes. improve on that. And and I'm not precious about the fact that. I don't write the perfect script and I don't give the perfect performance. Nobody does. There's always that growth. Well, according to yeah. Sugar Low Film Festival and Nico Media Shut Film Awards, you, you did give a perfect performance. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> you got to take those wins for what they are. Yeah. That's, but, that's well, a win. You know, but it's, there's, look, I mean, it's, in editing, as soon as we were done with that film, I was like, there's like a hundred things I would have done differently with that character. Oh I God, should have yeah. done this differently. Why did I do that? But I don't yeah. look, I don't look at those things and go, why am I acting? I look, yeah. I take that note and I go, all right, don't do that again. Here's yeah. where we learned from that. And then you find things you loved about it and you find things you didn't love about it and you grow from there. And I think that's a really important and a, and a really healthy attitude to have instead of just this like really saccharine smile that everybody has about everything. Cause well, then they jump into the business and they're like, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This no sucks. Wouldn't. I don't have any, I have no say in anything. And I, you know, that that's the reality that I think a lot of people need to know is that when you're really trying to build your name up, you're going to have to eat crow a lot Yes. and prove yourself. And that's what the whole thing is about proving yourself until you can finally get to a point where you're like, no, this is the actor I want. And, and you get them. Well, and you I don't them, even hopefully. think, I don't think that ever happens until you're Chris Nolan. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Nolan. And, 
there's so few of those Chris Nolans out there. Yeah. And, and it's like, uh, I feel like, like it, and, and well, it's, no, you know, I, I do understand that, you know, Michonne's a good example of that. Yeah. He used the same, he's worked with the same, in both of his movies, he had the same actor. That's the actor that he liked. And whoever his producers are, they trust. This yes. is his vision. That's the DP that he wants. That's his actor. Uh, you know, th- like that to me. His DP is the tripod. <laughs> the dukes. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Yeah. Uh, dad. Um, that like to me, that that's that's a success I would much rather have. I would much rather somebody say, you know what? You will cap at a five million dollar budget. That's the most you'll ever get. But you will have yeah. artistic control of that film. Or yes. we can give you $60 million, but you're not going to be able to say shit about anything yeah. because yep. you're going to be controlled by the studio. It's like, well, then give me the $5 million and we'll let's just, make just something. Do, we'll just do both. Listen, I'll take 50000 <laughs> right <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I can I make magic. I can make a feature with 50000 if you give me enough time. And if the sound person is willing to just bring their rates down a little yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> you need that good sound. Can yeah. we bring yeah. it down to 500 a day? Can we do that? <laughs> right, right. But. No, so true. And I think that's why it's important to have these conversations because otherwise everyone just pats each other on the back. Yeah, I think like, Film Fest yeah. is a tough thing because that's a celebratory kind of environment. Yeah. Nobody wants to sit here and have you break down their film for them. But I but I do feel like in environments like this or in, in other environments, it's, it's yeah, I, I think it's important to be honest and, and truthful and, and uh, you know, it's not just a matter of making sure you tell this person why their film didn't work. It's like, here's the things I liked. Here's the things that it's just a, it's just, a, yeah. this is just my thoughts on it. And that's yeah. that, you know, which is yeah. why we kind of talk about films here as well is because we, you know, we like to break them down from the viewpoint of a filmmaker and that like, we'll talk about films that we didn't necessarily love, but there are things in the film that we loved and that yes. we love that the film exists, yeah. you yes. know? And so like, I think there's a big kind of difference there. We'll never tear apart a movie because it's like, what's the point? If I watch a movie, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I move on with my life. Unless unless it was a movie. Like sometimes I've talked about movies that I'm so excited about watching. And I'm like, they. uh, so our listeners know that I watched it. And if I hate it, I have to be like, all right, I did not like this. It didn't work. It didn't work. But I try to avoid doing that because well, it's, it's like when if you I don't attach have value anything, to your opinion yeah i don't i don't have problem. anything redeeming to say then i'm just tearing this apart you for say the it's sake a bad movie it's not a bad movie it's, it's subjective just a movie that also didn't work. Yeah. it's subjective also mm-hmm. people sure. like things that i don't like vice versa but yeah. you know yeah. it, it i think all of that you know you take with a grain of salt but uh, you know I, I i'm a big fan of constructive criticism like tell me, me tell me what yeah. worked for you what didn't work for you um uh, we had one person say like did you film that on photography lenses or like yeah they're like oh, i could tell i was like well that's all we could afford bud like yeah. We, yeah. i mean yeah. is that what ruined it for you that like you could tell they you were photography lenses yeah. right, right. i was like oh like well i mean there was no fix for that yeah you know that was the only option we had that was all we could because we owned those we wanted to buy the 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 film lenses we could they were so much more money so we went with the photography and i can't change that but if you say to me like i thought your performance wasn't believable well that's a critique right no that's that's something i I could work with but actionable yeah i can't do anything with photography lenses that's that's all we got that's a Um, good point i'm giving tangible tangible advice Give, but, give me something I can work with. Um, so are, what are you working on next? Yeah. Or? Dish. Uh, <laughs> what, other projects, what other projects are you fighting for that will right. be made in two years from now? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what the, that's the scenario. It's, it's trying to get the next thing going and it's taking forever and the strike isn't helping. But uh, I have a movie. I have two movies that I'm kind of attached to, I guess. I mm-hmm. don't know. From Gunfight, luckily, there was a 
the guys at uh, Spyglass Entertainment. Um, okay. They, they reached out with a project that's kind of like this dark, uh, slightly set in the future, kind of like a movie like Seven or a very Fincher-esque oh, nice. film. Nice. So again, I don't know what's happening with it. It's it's everything's on hold right now, and it was on hold even before that because of how long it takes to cast. And um, I can't really say much to. I don't even want to say much about that one just because it, I don't even know where it's yeah, at right yeah, now. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's something. It's cool. It's potentially a cool idea. Um, but the one that I'm more excited about right now is, and that feels more realistic, uh, is not through a production. It's still in an indie movie, mm-hmm. hopefully in the same budget as Dying a Gunfight. Um, where it's just uh, some of the producers from Dying a Gunfight and um, some people I know from All Creatures Here Below uh, kind of fusing, kind of picking and choosing some of the people I like working with and bringing them together on this movie that's kind of a, it's kind of an elevated horror uh, mm, thriller, yeah. kind of like the movie A Quiet Place or yeah, dare yeah. I say like an M. Night Shyamalan type movie yeah. in the vein of, or maybe a Jordan uh, Peele mm. kind of <laughs> yeah. vibe, yeah. a little more modern reference, I guess. Um, but something that's kind of, uh, you know, nowadays it's so hard to get a movie going. And I figured like, for me, like what I was, what I've been venting about so much is like how much I hate the casting process. Like if we can get a movie going, that's more of a thriller and it kind of sells itself on the genre. Yeah. I'm all about let's not cast. We don't have to be, you know, get great actors, get great actors who can are right for the roles and, and, you know, maybe they're somewhat recognizable but they don't have to be like oh they got to be this person yeah but relying on the kind of genre to sell it hopefully so that's kind of what i'm working on now a feature that's kind of a in the vein of like a quiet place or the village if you remember that movie oh yeah i love yeah. that movie yeah yeah kind of like well uh, she got recognized at the film festival so she's sort of recognizable would you hey. shut your face <laughs> I mean, that's, but that's what i want i'd rather have like <laughs> like people who are down to of course get paid and do it all right do it the right way but like at the same time, that want to be there and want to bring something to it, and it doesn't just. Don't have get to me be... wrong. I will go wherever the hell you ask me to go. I'm just. Yeah. I know that I'm not going to get picked, so I'm not going to bring my hopes up. But I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> but still, have it in the back of your mind. You I don't need know. a trailer, oh. Colin. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's your girl that's doesn't I, need a trailer. I don't need a bowl of M and M's. Yeah, I was like, yeah. How how fancy does crafty have to be for you to come? I'll bring my own out. food. I'll bring a sandwich. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I know that's why I'm like, you know, every every other job I've ever done, I have to bring my own food or pay for my own meals. Why yeah. is this one different? But uh, so yeah, so just trying to get trying to get things going, and and again, not being a, I think I was so precious before about it's got to be this budget. I got to do this. I got to do. It. And now I'm just yeah. like. Um, it's in a humbling way. It's, it feels good to be know that the bar keep keeps changing in a way that it's like it doesn't matter. Like I, I could go make another two hundred thousand dollar movie and be happy. I could go make five million dollar movie. Yeah. I could go make a ten million. Whatever it is, I just want to like be. A, I want it to get going and like uh, just work with you know filter out all that BS that I'm mm-hmm. tired of and just work with people that want to work and. Uh, want to be there and and it's the stuff we've said a million times but it's like yeah just trying to get this project going and do it doing it right far enough advance from the beginning so that those problems are ironed out you yeah. know yeah. and lock that in that fun. budget yeah lock in that budget and know that that's <laughs> whatever it is just lock it in <laughs> yeah and if it goes up cool that's a bonus but don't worry about it going down yeah. because yeah. you know you know I'm sure it won't go up, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. Not, like something like we suddenly have another yeah. fifty thousand. Yeah. It's ever happened in the history of cinema where someone's <laughs> exactly. like, "We so actually found another million dollars." We found a million dollars here. Do you want that? Right. It's like that's a problem that we shouldn't even have to worry about. So, so yeah, we'll see what happens. The goal is to shoot 
this one this M Night Shyamalan type movie <laughs> by um uh summertime maybe I don't know oh. we'll see but uh basically a year from now let's say mm-hmm. uh we'll see but you know you think that's enough time but who knows like, uh, yeah. never there's enough never time. enough time <laughs> like yeah it either just happens overnight or whatever so yeah. We'll see, and I'll keep you guys in the loop on that stuff. Yeah, yeah we'd love sure. to have Absolutely. you back on to talk about yeah. that film. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely be in touch. Uh, yeah, we'll have all will, we'll have all your um, your work on the site, and then and everybody should check everything out. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thanks. Always like to talk to you, you guys forever. Thanks, buddy. Always a pleasure. That was yes, Colin Shifley. Cut to three hours later. But yeah, so uh, you know, as we've told you before, we Yay. chat with our guests. Um, we no, we have our show guys, goodbye, like, but we chat. We I chat love with it. I chatted for like an hour and a half. <laughs> I think yeah. almost. He's after. very dangerously coming. Clo- he, or I should say, he's coming dangerously close to being one of my favorite people to annoy. <laughs> yeah, I just—it's just like Poor like bastard. that dude. He's just like he's just so easy to talk to, and yeah. and is so willing to put up with rambling people. Well. He's a true director. Like that way. I like I've <laughs> said, it's it's a rarity to find someone who's honest about yeah. their experience in this business. It's not. I don't want to say it's it's not cut. It's not all that it's cut out to seem like it is. It's just it's very different, yeah. and 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 it's different depending on what end of the spectrum you're on. You know, if you come to from a side where you have some kind of connections, or there's like a, you know everybody likes to say everybody's a nepo baby, or if you know somebody who knows somebody and you have those connections, then you know you have a different experience of the business. But people who literally just became filmmakers on their own and 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 started doing this, it's it's a struggle. And uh, you know he's in a he he's in a place that um, you know I, he can hopefully gain even more popularity and uh uh i i really hope that that he's successful in that yeah. like it's really you know i think he's it, in it's it for a, the right reasons for yeah sure. but like uh, you know there's the whole thing of where like uh I, I think a lot of people especially in this business and in art sort of take someone else's success as a, a shot to their you know as an example of their failure right why mm-hmm. is this person where i'm not i mean it just is what it is that's life you know th- things happen the way they happen and i don't think that it's fate or that one person is meant to be more successful than another it's just the way that it is yeah. um and so i don't I don't take pleasure in being like, well, I hope this person doesn't get famous before me. Yeah. Or and and again, we've I, I've never been about fame. Like I'm too fucking antisocial to be famous. <laughs> Even yeah, right. if I had, listen, I'll I'll yeah. deal with the problem of it. Okay, I'll sure, yeah. l- give me the opportunity to reject that fame. Um, but I'm just saying, like, it's never been a it's never been a, a driving force for me as an artist and as an actor and a filmmaker. It's just always been like, yeah, that would be cool. I guess that, you know, it'd be great to have millions and millions of dollars at, at, at my disposal and to be able to work with amazing actors and DPs and all of that. But um, I just think that we're lucky that we even get to do this. You know, he's on a level above where we are, but we're on a level above where other people are who are starting out and maybe He's on several levels above don't, where don't have yeah, he well, <laughs> obviously, but you know, I mean, um we've we've run into people who've been doing this for years that still that haven't put in the effort of like getting their own equipment, learning how to make their own films, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. waiting for things to happen. It's like, look, you gotta you gotta take risks. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, we don't live lavishly. We didn't have, we had a party versus a wedding. We didn't buy wedding bands. I don't have an engagement mm-hmm. ring. Yeah. Uh, I don't go on shopping sprees or get my nails done. And, you know, we save and, and we don't go on vacation hardly ever. And mm-hmm. we buy equipment. And this is what we kind of dedicate our time to. So, um, 
you know, this it, wherever it goes, it goes. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, ho- you know, hopefully more things will happen. We'll get more opportunities. I mean, if you if you'd said to me 15 years ago when we met that we would even have a six thousand dollar budget for something, I would have been like, yeah. OK, yeah. <laughs> like so. I mean, six thousand dollars is nothing for most uh, even micro budgets, you know, but it's it's more than we had. So, like, I, you know, we kind of just have to do the best with what we got. Yeah. Whatever that is. Whatever it is. Um, but uh, do check out his work. Yep, there'll be links down below. There'll be links, and um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to his next project. Um, I think I think that kid's going places. Yeah. <laughs> that kid's yep. going places. And, uh, you know, I hope he doesn't forget us when he's when he's way up there. Yeah. Well, he's talking to us where he's at now. So. He'll be like, I kind of remember you yeah, guys. Yeah. I don't know. I'll tell his manager, listen, block that number, please. Yeah. They're, they're annoying the crap out of me. No, I don't want to read your script. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got to schedule a call. All right, I got to clear the whole day. <laughs> They're never going to shut up. Never shut up. <laughs> Thank you, Colin. Thanks. Thank you for being patient with us. Shout out. Shout out to MoGraph. To the MoGraph Network. And um, we're going to be talking about our experience um, at the Sugarloaf Film Fest that we were just at. We have a bunch of film fests coming up. And we are going to be transparent about our experiences with film festivals thus far in the year 2023. Yeah. Uh, it's been general, a yeah. funky year. Weird year. There's been weird shifts and not for the better. Um, so Weird shiftlies. Oh, for the love of God. No? Okay. You just came up with that right off the just top right of your now. hand, yeah. right off the noggin. Good grief. Um, And so, yeah, we. I I think it's about time we talked about it because some of it has been quite egregious. Really weird. (laughs) And I think it needs to be discussed. Um, And if if we we are nothing if we aren't uh, transparent in our experiences in this business. So uh, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Bye-bye.